Hey guys, welcome in. We're just doing a little pre-show stuff here. Um, we welcome everybody and we'll get started in a couple of minutes. As we get things ready on the show early, we just kind of answer some questions. We talk a little bit uh, about what's coming up on the show today. Of course, we appreciate everybody joining us for Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. You know, we're here Monday through Friday, of course. Um, this is a chance. Just check in and give everybody a chance. Good morning, Karen. How are you? Um, for those who get a chance to uh, jump in early, trying to uh, let you know what's going on. Uh, it's it's crazy to think. Hi, Lizzie. Uh, Lizzie, are you coming in? Are you able to get in today, Lizzie? I see you on the chat line. I know you had some phone issues. Um, good morning, Cindy. Um, it gives us a chance to catch up with people who have a chance to jump in early. We'll still start at 8 o'clock, but... Um, we're just trying to do as best as we can. Hi, Trisha. Hey, by the way, Trisha, I don't know if you were listening, but on Monday I gave you a shout out. It was good to see you at Top Golf on Monday with your beautiful family. Hopefully, um, you guys um, were better swinging the clubs than I was. I did not have a good day on Sunday, that's for sure. Uh, hi, Denise. Thanks for jumping in. We do appreciate you guys sharing the show and passing the word. Um, we are growing, which is fantastic um, to hear. As Alex, our marketing guy from Raising Sales, tells us, he's like, every day we get bigger and bigger. So, um, oh, Lizzie will not be in. She's doing the chat from home. She says she'll be back tomorrow. Hi, Heather. Thanks for jumping in on the chat line. It's something that we'll do. Pro Joe had things up, ready to go early. Joe, um, you doing good today? Do we get to hear more than two words today? Yeah, you might get lucky. <laughs> hey, Tom. Thanks, buddy. Good to see you, man. Um, and by the way, um, we are picking up advertisers and sponsors because this isn't cheap. We have an amazing studio. We have an amazing cast of characters, um, and it takes money. So we appreciate donations to canceltheshow.com. We also appreciate if you guys know of businesses uh, that may want to advertise um, that can give donations. Um, we, we do appreciate it because um, we show the numbers. It's working, um, and advertisers are happy. That's for sure. Hi, Kim. Good to see you on the chat line as well. Um, but Alex had the idea of us jumping on early and just kind of talking whenever we can get up early just to um, give you guys a chance to get in and share the show and like and subscribe and share all of the uh, stars, so to speak. Um, it's just kind of crazy with what's going on. I was told, um, I don't know, I had what, four or five people asked me, can you believe about all the Tucker stuff yesterday? And I'll tell about it once we get back into the uh, the, the show, once we start the show. Tabitha's walking in not knowing exactly what's going on. She's like, <laughs> she's like, are we live or are we not live? Um, we are live, Tabitha, but we haven't started the show. This is the informal part of the show where it's just us talking as Tab. We should put a camera on you. No, I'm talking to the, the line, the comment line. Welcome everybody in. Um, Trisha says, yeah, I heard it. It made Kurt listen. Top golf was a great time. Did better than I thought since I have not touched a club in a couple of years. Um, and what do you know? Karen says, hi, pro Joe. You got your first hey, shout out, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
actually, yeah, Tabitha's late to the party, so to speak. It's fun because Tabitha does her makeup at the desk, and as embarrassing as it is, I could probably do your makeup for you after after 25 years of experience of putting makeup on. Uh, Lizzie says Pro Joe is killing it. Um, so anyway... Tabitha's, Tabitha's given, she's given us like, that what evil eye look. What is going on? <clears throat> giving us that evil eye look. Once again, um, so you ready to get started, Tabitha? I am. All right. Well, then I'll get serious. We thank you guys. It's something we'll try to do when we get our graphic, our thumbnail ready to go. Hell, Pro Joe's even laughing through the glass. I asked him yesterday if he was ready to start coming in at 7 a.m. And who knows? Well, I've been coming in the last two days at 7 a.m. Yeah, he's, so, he's yeah. been coming in early as it is, so... Um, guys, we appreciate it. All right. <clears throat> we'll get more serious and we'll, we'll get into the show right now then. But you still have to do your little thing first. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We're right there's Tabitha Hassel. Tell <laughs> the look of confusion on my face. <laughs> Oh, that's like, awesome. I didn't think I was that Tabitha, way. you look great today. You already had, you only put lipstick on. That's it. That's all it took was some lipstick. I, as in fact, I put all this on before I even left my house. That's great. I don't wear a lot of makeup, believe it or not. I have to wear a lot or you can't, I look like a ghost on the camera. But that didn't make sense to me. You said you have to wear a well, lot of makeup. Well, I normally wear almost no makeup. I wear mascara and lip gloss or something. But when makeup, I, makeup's good. When I'm here, I have to wear a lot or you can't see me. I like, I'm like invisible. <laughs> the lighting. No, I get it. Hey guys, welcome into Cancel This. This is Cancel This. Hi, Jerry. Cancelthisshow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Tap of the Hassle. Um, Eric just texted. He's like, oh, I'm doing my best to get there. I know he went out last night. Uh, Eric Johnson. Eric, you went out last night. He was at our friend Chris Blevins' birthday party. Oh. Yeah, so. Oh, I didn't even know it was Chris's birthday. Happy birthday. Yes, Chris. yes, yes. He was trying to make mine, got busy. He texted me and said, let's do lunch. We'll do lunch um, at some time. So we'll get into that. Uh, another big show, the fallout from Tucker Carlson. Um, you're going to hear from Abby Gross, uh, Grossberg, her truth. Just very eerie and weird. The whole thing just seems nasty. She's a plant. Yeah nasty dirty we're gonna get into that um that's coming up in just a little bit tabitha is gonna focus on hyperinflation we're gonna get into it because our super guest yesterday patrick Willette, touched upon it tabitha is gonna break it down we'll also get into the fact that joe biden i'm running for president again has spent 40 percent of his presidency on vacation uh or a hundred percent on vacation in his mind um, ice cream cones, fairs, um, merry-go-rounds. Um, we'll break and there's so much more to it. Um, Steve, oh, I, I know Kathy Helbig-Strick from Experience Real Estate Partners will be in at 8.30. Steve Strick may be with her as well. Got some subjects to get into. That's coming up at 8.30 as well. Plus, um, you're going to hear, um, well, yeah, more confusion from Kamala Harris. Uh, we also get into anything you guys want to talk about as well. Um fascinating stuff going on today. We're going to break it down. It's all coming up at first. Take a look at our partners, our sponsors, which we were just talking about, who are helping make this show go. We're back in two minutes. You've waited, and now it's here. The unveiling of the latest Carol House Lifestyle Collections. 
I'm Brooke with my sister Amy inviting you to see three football fields of the latest styles. Our new lifestyle collections are premium quality furniture made exclusively for us and available only at Carroll House. The attention to detail is unmatched and so is the value, nearly half the price of a typical gallery store. Plus, get free financing, delivery, and in-home design. Carroll House, because you like nice things. Kathy L. Big Strick, owner of Experience Real Estate Partners with EXP, has been one of St. Louis, Missouri's highest selling groups for 26 years running. In that time, Kathy and her team have successfully assisted an incredible 4,000 families. So if you're thinking about buying, building, or selling, be sure to put Kathy's group and their experience to work for you, and you can expect to be moved. Just give her a call at 314-276-SOLD. That's 314-276-7653 or Find her online at experience-re.com. Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, if you don't know, is a family-owned business that has been around since 1994, serving some of the best chicken wings in town, no joke. Also known for their fresh burgers, pizza, and incredible smoked meat. Top-notch happy hour specials are included, plus live music every Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah, you can also enjoy their spacious heated covered patio. It's Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, 18,000 Chesterfield Airport Road. As all of you may know, the home of the Cancel This Studio is located at the all-inclusive private jet hangar, Strategic Air Services. Founded in Chesterfield, Missouri, they take pride in offering a meticulous approach to private aviation through services that fully manage your trip from takeoff to landing. Strategic Air Services is more than just storage for your aircraft. They offer state-of-the-art amenities to its members and guests. When you are not traveling, you have the luxury of enjoying their world-class gym, conference rooms, lounges, and so much more. Strategic Air Services offers an unparalleled luxury experience for all things private aviation. If you're looking for a new place to call home for your aircraft, give them a call today at 636-400-7601. Again, that's 636-400-7601 or visit their website at strategicairservices.net. Hey guys, welcome back into the show. It's Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. Thanks for sharing the show. You know what we do Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central, and all the time on our website, CancelThisShow.com. It's simple. Yeah, check out their shows, CancelThisShow.com. I'm Vic Faust, Tabitha Hassel. Eric Johnson's on his way in. Lizzie Sparks from home today. I think she dropped her phone in water. It's happened to a lot of us. Um, <laughs> Some of us more than others. And, like Pro, and Pro Joe running the boards, getting us all rocking and rolling this morning. Hey, real quick before we get into the topics, and this and this can go nationwide, worldwide for our listeners, and we do have listeners all around the world. Um, it frustrates the hell out of me, and we are entitled as Americans to give our opinion. But I still don't get two days in with our good friend Scotty, who's over at KC95. Um <laughs> People call it up and ripping them, tell them to get off the air. And I don't know if anybody else listened yesterday for a second day in a row. Because they are a new show, right? Yeah, but still, I know St. Louis is set in its ways, but I just don't get what would call somebody or prompt somebody to get on a phone and call and say, get the F off or get off and 
What, what's up, Project? It, it turns out that uh, the the Josh talks over or sings over the songs, and listeners do not like. It. I wouldn't like that either. That would be oh, extremely I didn't annoying. Know that. Okay, I didn't know that would be extremely annoying. Yeah, he's kind of a wild guy. It's fun though. I kind of like it because so it's do different, I. But it's I it's love still Scotty, not normal. But if it were me and I'm listening because I want to hear music, I do not want to hear someone singing over or talking over. I'm still trying to figure out though, but the music that they play isn't new. It's old and you can call it up on your phone or something really that fast. That doesn't matter. It, it's the fact that if you're, you know, it, people do get set in their ways. And if you're driving to work in the morning, you're listening to the radio while you're working. The last thing you want to hear is someone singing over your music. Well, okay. in all fairness, this is between two and six. So it's in the afternoon. It's while people are still working. Right. But I, I see what you're saying. And it, it would be annoying for me as well. It would be annoying. I wouldn't but pick I up the phone would, and call. Would you pick up the phone? But I would turn it off and, and not listen cuss again. And call. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be a Karen. What they need to do, and I'm not trying to give anyone advice. I love my. I daddy. just see Jay says it's a radio show. Get over it. I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I mean, and that's they what are, we're about. and the, and I wouldn't call and complain. I would either listen or not. Listen. It just I don't understand. I mean, I guess we're all different. I would never even think of picking up a phone and calling. I wouldn't either. Or, just would never or texting be and. And jumping on and saying, but I would be the person to turn something off. Yeah, that's how you do it. You turn it off, and then people don't listen, and the ratings aren't there, and then advertisers go away. So why did this? Why does this guy do this? Why? I mean, why does he have to sing or talk over? Why can't he just let the music play and talk in between like everyone else? I think he's just trying to do something to stir different. Stir the pot, trying to get some some traction. The going. last place to stir the pot is St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> this place is set in its way. Isn't and I'm from St. Louis and I know, but I didn't realize it until I spent, I don't know, 17 years working in television and other markets around the country. And then I moved back and I was like, oh yes, we are setting our ways here. And it's just kind of one of those things. Every state, every area, every part of the country has their idiosyncrasies, so to speak. And we certainly have them here. Oh, my gosh. And Jeannie, Jeannie said she's listened. She really likes it. It's something different. She feels like it needs to be changed up. And you know what? When you make changes, guess what happens? Sometimes you bring a lot of new people in. Sometimes you, a lot of the older people go away. But sometimes change is good. Um, we appreciate it. So... Um, thanks for our support. <laughs> we appreciate you guys being here for us. Uh, okay. Okay. Eric is texting me back. It's kind of funny. Um, cause he said he'd be in late because he's running late. And I said, Eric, I know you were with Chris last night for his birthday party. And he's like, guys, come on. He's like, that's not why I'm going to be late, but it's all good. Eric is such a busy man. I'm yeah. actually surprised <laughs> he even has time for the show. We like to tease him, but he does um, have a a really wild media business that he works in. Um, like to start this morning. Um, yesterday, Patrick Willett, the guy rocks, Patty's podcast, look it up. A um, lot of support for him, especially from a financial aspect yesterday. Uh, you guys wanted somebody to talk economy, wanted to talk finances. I can't imagine somebody better to talk to than him and the experience that he's had. He was terrific. One thing Tabitha talked about or asked him yesterday was about hyperinflation. Mm -hmm. And it was something that you wanted to start with today. We got a lot to get to and we will. But we felt like this was a great way to start, especially leading into some of the things that are happening with the economy, kind of around two and what's going on with interest rates, housing economy and so forth. I, I do want to talk about hyperinflation. It's It's been on my mind a lot. And the reason why is because it's happening right now. People may not be talking about it, but we are already in a state of hyperinflation. And by the time, if you're one of those people and you have to see it on 
Fox 2 to take it seriously, or if you have to see it on Fox National to take it seriously, well, guess what? By the time you see the headline there, it's too late. Yeah, but break down. let's it's break down late. exactly what hyperinflation is Absolutely. right now. Because well, it is alive and well in America. It is. It, it, hyperinflation is typically going, the Biden administration, of course, always changes the definition. But typically, uh, hyperinflation is going to be defined by Inflation, that prices that increase more than 50% on a month-to-month basis. So we know we are already there now because we are definitely paying more than 30, 40, 50, 60% on some items or more on a month-to-month basis. So we are certainly already in hyperinflation. And, and a lot of things can cause hyperinflation. A lot of that is Joe Biden printing out dollar after dollar. I figured that that was the number one reason. It number is, one, inf- I mean- It is the number one Sometimes reason. in life, we make things more difficult than what they need to be. Inflation is simple. You print more money than what we should be printing, guess what? Oh, you're going to have an issue. And that's exact, isn't it as basic as that? It's not as basic as that, but that's one of the leading causes right now. That's where it starts. Here in the United States, when we all knew it. Remember back when, when during COVID times and they were just printing out money and printing out money and this money they're sending to Ukraine, while it's taxpayer money, they're sending way more money than taxpayers are paying in. I mean, they're just, they're literally, the Federal Reserve is printing overtime, trying to print all these new dollars. Well, the more money you print, the less money uh, your money is worth. And think about this. With, with, back in the day, your money was worth the gold because technically your dollar is an IOU for the gold stored in Correct. the Federal Reserve. Well, we, our money's not backed by gold anymore. So typically, you know, or technically, the, the money you have is not worth the paper it's printed on. It's really not. And what's going to end up happening if, if inflation continues, if this hyperinflation continues, people who hold on to their money will lose any everything. If you look at it historically, the people who kept their money, who had large sums of cash, are the people who lost everything they had. So what I really want to talk about, Vic, is, is the solutions. We know, we know we're here. We know hyperinflation is taking place. You know, since 2010, inflation is at a, a, just a general, all-around level of 38%. And that's just in general. Mm-hmm. That's not talking about our day-to-day expenses and the prices that are going up. And typically what happens when you start seeing hyperinflation is you see a big crisis take place. A, a war, for example. You know, Venezuela, the reason why Venezuela and their currency went down to nothing is because of hyperinflation. You know, within, I think it took them 300 days to reach a level of 300% hyperinflation oh my in Venezuela. Gosh. Exactly. That, that's record. It, 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 well, That's it, it is, setting. but you know what? It started out just like it's doing here at a slow pace, and then that slow pace starts picking up a faster Yeah, but you got to control the currency. That's the only way to stop this. It is, and now what happens, is, and I don't even think most people realize this, but 80% of our United States $100 bills are held overseas. Because, Can you repeat that again for people? Yes. 80, just... 80% of our United States currency, our $100 bills, are held by people in foreign nations. And the reason why is because we used to be the investment. People used to buy U.S. dollars. We're trucked. 
as their investment. So they would take a $100 bill, and if you lived, let's say, in, in, some, in Ethiopia, and you had a $100 bill you're holding on to, that's your life savings. That's what you're counting on as your retirement plan. So as these other countries stop using the United States dollar, they start sending all of our dollars back. We already know we don't have enough gold to back all the money that's out there. The, you know, those, that's money. That's just IOUs. It's a little paper that says IOU. It, it means absolutely nothing. And at some point, those dollars could all go away. And when other countries stop using them, they're, not, they're just not going to be worth anything. So what do you do with your money? You don't want to hold on to your money. So the, I've been doing a lot of research on this. Okay. With this happening yes. and what we're doing, it certainly gives the impression that we're headed for some sort of socialist or communist economy if something doesn't stop. If something because, doesn't stop. Because there's no out. There is no way to come back. And then you're reliant upon what, Tabitha? Yourself. <laughs> and your resources. Or the government. Or the government. But the government, guess what? They won't have any money. Look what happened. As a matter of fact, I, I know I keep referring to Venezuela. There's other countries we can use as examples. They're the most recent. It's the most, most recent, the most well-known. And the country that was flourishing beautifully until it hit. Until it And hit. it wasn't an accident. And it started with social equity. They, you know, it started out with government handouts, giving the people free things, free money, free tuition, you know, free this, free that. And then the next thing you know, <laughs> they end up in this situation of hyperinflation. We know oil and a lot of other things played a role. And here in the United States, it, it's, it's a lot of things that also come together. But people have to start asking, well, what can I do to protect myself? Because it's coming. Trust me, it's coming. There's well, nothing Vic, we can do. <laughs> to stop it. Is it going to get as bad as Venezuela? I hope not. We have a 2024 election coming up and that's the only thing that could potentially stop it. But but there are things you can do. And I've been doing, like I said, a lot of research on what our options are. We all know what the problems are. What we need to know is what can we do to fix it? What can we do to safeguard ourselves? Well, Anthony has a suggestion. Of course, this is an interactive show for our live listeners. Obviously, we're a podcast and we love the live interaction that we have with you, the listeners, the viewers that we have here. Uh, we still have more people, much more people who are watching the show after it's over on all of the platforms on canceltheshow.com. And of course, our audio podcast, and you can find all of those platforms to watch. But this is about you too. We look for answers. It's one thing to bring these to the table, and then we have a discussion. How can you make things better? How can we possibly get better? And even if it's not happening at the national level, the federal level, if there's anything you, yourself, your family, your friends uh, can do to jump in to help yourselves, is what we're about. The names cancel this, but that doesn't mean we're going off the board and going crazy. We're not conspiracy theorists. No, no, we're no, bringing no. up the information. We're bringing up the facts that we have to try to make everything better. It makes sense. And that's why we appreciate you guys. Anthony jumps in. It's something that I've heard a lot. All you can do is buy gold and silver. Patty from Patty's podcast, Patrick Ouellette yesterday said that he thinks gold is at its highest level. Be it's careful. It's up 30%. Be careful. He doesn't see it going a lot higher right now, but is it possible? 100%. And you know what? I'm going to blow your silver. mind. Don't buy gold and silver. Don't buy gold and silver. I would normally say yes until I've done all the recent research. And why is that? Don't buy gold and silver. A, because like Patrick said yesterday, gold is up 30% right now. 30%. You know what? If you want to buy a metal, it's good to buy metals. Buy lead. And buy steel. I've heard of lead, but not steel. By lead and by by steel. Think about this. If things get, I'm not going to say things are going I, I to get talk this to, bad. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
I'm not saying you blow that, my mind with steel. I'm not going to say things are going to, going to get, let's say, bottom level. Uh, we're going to turn into Venezuela, but I, but I think it's good to what are they? What is the saying? Better be safe than sorry. Uh, be prepared. Hopefully, you won't need it, but but it's good to be prepared. Yeah, but also easier said than done. It is easier said than done, <laughs> and and you know, everybody has a different level of what they can purchase and what they can do to safeguard themselves. You know, the best investment, Vic. You know what it is? It, ammo. It's, well, <laughs> ammo's definitely on the top level for sure. Ammo. Hey, Glenn, I, Glenn said it too. Ammo. Cheers, Glenn. But you know what? I'm I need gonna, to be drinking some of that whiskey you got me for my birthday. But go further than that, making your own bullets. But here's the thing. Everybody's on a different level. The number one thing you can do. Ammo. Is, is actually buy real estate. <laughs> buy right. land. Buy real estate. Because you know what? If you have, let's say, $150,000 sitting in the bank, you have $200,000 in different events, investments that could be worthless if our money drops to nothing. Land... And a home is always going to be tangible. It's always going to be worth something. But not everybody has $150,000 sitting around. So what can you do otherwise? Think about things. If, if things get really bad, what are you going to need? You're going to need seeds ammo. or vegetables. You are definitely <laughs> going to need ammo. But I'm think sorry. about this. Buy a 3D printer. That sounds like the craziest thing to say. But yes, buy a 3D does. printer and buy all the materials that go with it. And the reason why is because if things get that bad, people are going to be using vegetable seeds they're going to be planting their own crops they're going to break their shovels they're going to break their hammers they're going to you're going to need I, steel and you're going to need I, you got to tell me why it's to buy, buy steel i still I just don't did. just because of the but you're going to need steel and lead for people to make tools okay because you know what? You're going to need your tools. It sounds like we're going back to the 1800s. I love Tabitha, and she's ahead of a And a lot, a lot of, of people them. are. A lot I don't of want people, you to take us there that fast, Tabitha. A lot of people are starting to forge. Forging <laughs> has really come back into style. People are starting to forge their own knives and axes. And I'm telling you what, and I'm talking worst case scenario here. <laughs> okay, thank you. We're, we're not theory. going off the deep end. We're not going off the deep end. I'm not going off the deep end with Tabitha, but I do appreciate the perspective. I, but here's a, but I've been doing all of this research, trying to collect all of these different things that people are doing. <laughs> and the things people are saying you need to do. One is to buy a freeze dryer. If you buy a freeze dryer, let's say, and you plant your own crops, you're obviously going to be able to freeze dry your food. It's going to last a lot longer. And not only that, but let's say you run out of food, your neighbor has a lot of crops, and you can offer to freeze dry their food for them and then potentially keep, you know, 10 to 20 percent okay. of what they're Fair doing. Fair enough. And again, the lead and the steel but, that you were asking about, that comes because you're going to be making potentially so if your you're own tools. But if you're investing in lead and steel, yes. that's on the key that, oh, people are going to need to start buying. It's low cost right now. Yes. It's low cost. And those are things that you can also barter and trade. People are always going to need lead and steel for different things. It's going to cost you a lot less money than gold and silver. It's still going to hold its value. Well, Anthony's giving you a compliment. He's like, the sad part is I've been doing reasonable prepping for 15 years. And Tab is still smarter than me on this. The whole prep issue. Tabitha and her MREs. <laughs> and, and your daily... And I don't have any MREs, by the way. And, and, and your daily take and Tabitha's daily take today, later in the show in our nine o'clock hour, is on President Biden's 
40% vacation rate during the presidency, those segments should be sponsored by an MRE company or <laughs> or a, a survival wilderness but company. But you know what? It's not, it, it, I know people want to take it like you are, Vic, uh, that you're going off the deep end. I just, things, I get it. These things I do are get never going to happen. But I'll tell you what, right now. I saw now, Mad Max. I saw oh, the movie. It's not I about Mad it. Max. We're not saying anything's going to get there. And it's, it, 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 we don't want to make fun of people who are doing prepping. No, because, not at all. Because I'll tell you what, right now, homesteading is huge. People are starting to buy land. They're buying acreage. They're buying chickens. You know, Scotty Gherkin talked about it because guess what? When food prices get crazy, when if we end up in a war with Russia or crazier. with China, crazier, people are going to, if you have chickens, if you have vegetable seeds already stocked up, you are going to be the person who makes it through this. If you don't have these things and people who think it's all silly, you're going to be counting on people <laughs> like me to I'm get trying. through. I'm uh, okay, I, I, these are worst case scenarios. I don't know. Are they worst case scenarios? Yes. Because right now, don't they're, you they're think- They're great to talk about because we want to be ahead of the game. Don't you think right now, right. Be, be, you know what? We not only want to be ahead of the game, but like I told you already, if you see the words hyperinflation, if you see some of this stuff on your local news, it's already too late. It is already too late. Hyperinflation is, isn't on the local news, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> but it's happening. I guarantee they have. Uh, but it's what, happening. What, what is this? Uh, that's exactly right. And by the time I you thought see everything's it, going great, and not, I and, thought we've got yeah. transgender kids in school in bathrooms and kids playing sports now. Right? Hyperinflation. That doesn't sound good. It doesn't. But think about this: if you start now and you start your own homesteading, even if you're just growing a small vegetable patch even if you're holding vegetable seeds even if you have a learn how to use a freeze dryer you really you want war. you want can, you want world war that's i don't want. think i i definitely don't <laughs> want it i have a a son of fighting age i i don't want a war but you know what i think war is coming and i think that people <clears throat> need to be prepared and if if i weren't on this show right now I'd, I'd be doing a much deeper dive than i'm even doing right now the the thing that is interesting is the hyperinflation situation you brought up okay we're in it um chances are it, it could get worse and um, once again, not to go back, but I did hear Patrick Willett yesterday, I can't even think about what would happen if Joe Biden had another four years exactly. or, or the people around Joe Biden had another four years or Biden one, two, three, Kamala, you name it, had another four years. Because think of what's happened in two and a half years, how bad it's gotten in two and a half years. That's why I won't laugh at you. And, and but you are laughing at me. No, I <laughs> I actually had a whole thing planned out to say, but I didn't get to say any of it what? because you're making fun of me. No, say it. I'm not. Ma I'm laughing at the. No, like, you're acting like I'm trying like, to um, imagine Mad Max no, next year in America. I know, but and I don't think we're anywhere near that. But that's what people say when they look at preppers or people who are, I'm not a prepper, but I, I wish I were as prepared, as prepared as these preppers are. And, and it's, it, it's to intimidate people to say, well, these things are never going to happen. It's never going to get that bad. But but in a reality, Vic, it could actually get that bad. I believe that. Look at the Great Depression. I do believe it. Who would have ever thought in the Great Depression, my grandparents lived in a tent on the Mississippi River. And you know what? They had to eat potatoes. They ate potatoes for, for months because that's all the food there was. It, I don't want to be eating potatoes or living in a tent by the Mississippi River. I, I don't have a freeze dryer. I don't have the faintest idea how to can food. But I'll tell you what, I am going to learn. And I think everyone should learn. I think people need to be prepared. Let's hope and pray none of this ever happens, but let's be prepared yeah, in the nothing. event that it does. And I'll tell you what, you want to be the last man standing. 
You do. And, and I can guarantee you, you will be looking for me. Hell yeah, I'll be looking for happens. you. We already had this conversation. You said if there was a knock on your door, you'd let me in. And I uh, would let you in. Paul, Paul says that's Vic's nervous laugh. It might be. It might be. I'm like, damn. Robert talks about cooking oil being important. And all of this conversation comes upon and, the and heels are, of this hyper right. inflation part of the podcast, which leads into some... Um, Real estate talk coming up, and and that gets us into another portion of this. Exactly, and real estate is so Mm -hmm. important. If you have the money, buy a rental property. You know, buy some investment property, buy some land, buy a house on some land. You know, that's what I'm doing. I'm in the process of it right now. Buy a house on some land because you have to become self-sufficient. I'll tell you what, even if we don't have a war, even if we don't end up in, in the worst case scenario we absolutely should already be taking care of ourselves because I'll tell you what, I don't want to eat the food at the grocery store. When, oh. I see, uh, <clears throat> when I see a bunch of green peppers lined up, a bunch of onions stacked up, and they all look the same, they're all symmetrical, that's not real food. No, it's, I don't want to put that in my body. Well, Americans are already preparing because Americans spent more on legal cannabis in 2022 right? than they did <laughs> on chocolate and beer. Let me repeat, Americans are getting ready for this. Americans spent more last year on legal cannabis than chocolate and beer. That's how people are getting prepared, Tabitha. Just give me the joint. Give me my marijuana. You guys go do I hope thing. not because those people <laughs> won't last long. Isn't that an amazing stat? You know, there are people right now who I know, people I know, people who listen to this show who are freeze drying a lot of food, people who are making their own ammunition. It's cheaper to make your ammunition than it is to buy it. You know, and it's so easy to buy all of the equipment to make your own bullets. Well, yeah, it is. And, and we're the 3D gonna, printer, you can print out your own gun or your own tools. But we're going to have uh, my good friend Steve King from Metro Shooting Supply on the show coming Can't up wait. here soon uh, as an advertiser. Um, sponsor you'll have and he'll, he'll explain it all and the great thing about him is he's had his shows over the years and he's the one somebody gave me a compliment one day for explaining the difference between automatic and um what's um a, a normal click 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 it's because steve taught me and he'll come on and he'll explain all of that we've been talking we started talking again yesterday uh because people just don't have an education when it comes to that but we want to get everybody prepared and that's why we're going to bring steve king on as well, because we are a big gun rights show. We are. If you don't like it, fine. It just, it, it's what we do. It's a Second Amendment, and you need to know everything about it. Um, but at the same point in time, and not to get off balance, um, don't ever think that every gun shop is just selling guns to whoever and ever. As he says, I still have a stack of denials that I'm waiting for the FBI to come and take a look at, but they don't want to spend time nope. going through all the de- denials to see where those people are. And that'll be for another conversation. But that takes me back to the ammunition, which takes us back into hyperinflation and where we could go. And, and we could, because you have to, people need to start being resilient. And, and I know Jay said on the comment line that, hey, we're not taking into the account that people won't stand for it, that we will have a revolution before we get to the point where we're uh, growing vegetables. And I agree. I agree. On I, do agree. I don't agree. We didn't have, mm. we didn't have a revolution in, in uh, the Great Depression. 
it, it, when all these people lost their lives and, and people were living literally with, with nothing, eating potatoes because that's the only thing they could grow in the ground. There was no revolution. I, I don't believe for one minute we're going to get off our butts and have a revolution. I would love to say that, yes, we're going to fight back mm-hmm. in 2024 when they steal the election from us once again, because trust me, <laughs> they're going to. They're going to. But you know what? We're not going to get off our butts. We're not going to do a darn thing. We don't even go out and protest. Joe, do you want to say something about like pro Joe? Think, I'd like to think that Americans can be pushed to a limit and actually be able to raise up against tyranny i would i would like to think so too but what does that mean it's one thing to say it but i try to break this down what does it mean rising up against tyranny i mean this isn't mel gibson's uh revolutionary movie i'm sure there's a way to fight I, i i mean i obviously don't have the plans but i'm sure there's a way to fight it and i'm sure there's a way to to make it hurt for them you know and and i don't know I don't have the plans, though. <laughs> Outside of a full-out war, you know, a civil war, I, I don't know what we could do. And, and I would hope that if it came to that, Americans would, would come together. But think about this. It, it, and people don't want to call it this, and I've said it a thousand times. What happened in 2020, it was a coup. The Democrat regime staged a coup, and they took over the vote by cheating. They placed biden in the presidency by cheating it, that is literally the definition of a coup when this happens in other countries and it does we call it a coup we don't do that here in the united states we don't call it that we're too nice for that we're too gentle for that we don't want people other countries to think that we have coups but we do and that's exactly what happened trump was cheated out of his term but what did we do about it not a darn thing that's not what tucker carlson said tucker carlson says he wasn't cheated out tab yeah he does. He well, said that's it. That's why he doesn't have a job anymore. <laughs> and we're going to get into that in the nine o'clock hour. <laughs> Abby uh, Grossberg, just just bizarre. I mean, totally bizarro, bizarro, bizarro sound coming from her and what happened with the whole Tucker Carlson thing. Uh, this is Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Tab of the Hassle. Eric Johnson on his way in. At some point in time, we'll wait and see. Um, we'll give him some crap because he had a long night, but he says, yeah, I'm busy. It wasn't because I had a long night. It's busy. So he's coming in. Lizzie Sparks um, had a phone issue last night with water. Everybody's been there at some point in time. So she was worried that she wouldn't be able to do the comments from inside the studio. But as you can see, we're on our comment line for our live listeners. She is there taking care of business. And then, of course, we've got Projo. And we're starting to hear more of Projo's voice. And eventually, we'll see him on camera. We'll hook that up. Maybe. <laughs> you, you sound so disgusted. Like, oh, man. And by the way, you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you. I, I just... I- hey. I don't like to speak on things unless I know absolutely everything that I'm, you know, talking about. So that's why I try to stay quiet. Oh no, stay in my lane. No, it, it's good, and it, it's great to hear what Tabitha's saying when it comes to hyperinflation and some of those things. I'll, I'll be curious to hear what our good friend Steve Strict and Kathy Helbig Strick have to say about it all. I don't even know. I, I I don't think they were able to listen on the way in. But Tabitha, you're asked, where is your proof? By Drew Collins, that yeah, doesn't exactly count. Where, where is my proof of election fraud? Uh, that would be in the forensic audits that took place all across this country, every single one of them overturning the election from Biden to Trump. There's my proof. Okay, we'll get into that later. Hey, Strix, good morning. Kathy good morning. Strick good morning. from Experience Real Estate Partners. Expect to be moved. Steve Strict with New American Funding. Uh, how was our week in regards to the real estate world, the mortgage world? Because we were talking hyperinflation leading into this when it comes to goods and services. And a lot of times that can, of course, lead into what you guys do. 
Well, luckily, it's right at our normal, traditional busy time of the year. So, and, and rates did tick down a little bit in the last month. It kind of gone up and down a little bit. So, we're actually picking up. Like, we're ramping up. Headlines today coming in say Wall Street got it wrong. With Boom! I love it. Boom. Wall Street got <laughs> it wrong. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. New, yeah, new builds are up from uh, February to March by 9.6%. That's four months in a row of new construction being back on the rise again. So... Although we still don't have as much inventory as we typically do, I see in things popping April, up. May, but they're they're coming. They're, I mean, have we? We're do you know if we see what we normally have? But we're seeing. Have we gotten into the five hundred number yet of availables? Four seventy one. Okay, oh, so close. that's my mark. My, <laughs> no, me too. So me close. Too. Me too. Me too. Me too. The reason why I was talking about hyperinflation is I was trying to explain to people that when our money becomes worthless, like it very well might. Right. What you want to do is invest in real estate. Yes. Buy land. Buy homes because you know what? Regardless of how inflation goes up and it goes down, your your property is always going to be worth something. Right. And as I mentioned in a show past there's only been three times in history that we've seen real estate go backwards and it was very very slight and it mm-hmm. was just for a moment and then it ended up coming back around when was again. the last time oh i have you to know? look I that's right i'm look. just curious yeah, i want to say it was uh, i don't know i'd have to look you said you heard a little bit of the tab of the coming in right yes did, did it scare the crap out of you <laughs> it's not meant to scare people i mean it's it's we're in a concerning time right now period Everything's scary with with money and elections and the future. So I wouldn't say the crap, but yeah. Oh, you're, okay. you're in the right business yeah. for it. Yeah. Both of you are really. Yeah. Because you know what? People, when you have money sitting around the bank, yeah. don't let your money sit in the bank. Use it. Because I'll tell you what, $200,000 in the bank right now or in yeah. these different investments, if our dollar drops to nothing, yeah. it's going to be literally worth nothing. Those yeah. people are going to lose everything. Yeah. But if they take that money and they buy some acreage yeah. or they take that money and they buy a home, mm-hmm. that that's always going to hold its value. Mm-hmm. The bank money, no. Yeah. Real estate, right. yes. I know we've been talking about... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's a great time to deploy <laughs> your uh, mm-hmm. your money and buy assets. Mm-hmm. You know, as appreciating assets. You know, there there are things that you can purchase, such as real estate, um, maybe even open businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, things that are going to make some sort of yes. currency. It might not be the U.S. dollar later on. It could be digital, um, but don't let it sit in the bank. Mm-hmm. That's no, the worst thing you can do. We, can you pull the arm down when you yeah. talk? You're a good-looking guy, Steve. I want to see your face. face. Yeah, that's perfect. Thanks, guys. <laughs> We've been saying for years, you know, people think it's like a badge of honor to say, oh, I, I've got my house is paid off. And we're always like, why? Like, why, why would you tie all your money up there and not go invest it somewhere else? Mm-hmm. So don't. Oh, that makes sense. You know, so go buy two houses instead of, and then keep a small small mortgage. I'll well, let if you, you think, speak to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I talk about this all the time, but if you think about the generation before us, they worked to pay mm-hmm. off their house. They worked to pay off their car. They didn't want to have that payment, but did they live life? Mm-hmm. You know, Bingo. If, if the you, system's against us. The yeah, system's yeah. rigged against us. It, it is. is, and money is cheap. It's okay to leverage other people's money, leverage the bank's money. You know, they talk about millionaires or people that have any type of money. They didn't get there by just saving it in the bank. Exactly. They took out loans and they created businesses. They created opportunities. So leverage the money, leverage the opportunities and enjoy your life. Do you think the media is intentionally trying to scare people? I'm sure it pisses you guys off in the of business that you're in. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and things that you hear. I mean, I'm wondering in your business, do you hear reports and you're like, that's wrong? Yeah. That's just flat out All, wrong. Yes. Why would they say that or why are they doing it? Yes. Well, fear is always at the root of manipulation. 
period. Oh, repeat that. That's a good one. Fear is always at the root of manipulation. That's okay. right. And anything in life. Yeah. That's how you get people to move. Gosh. Well, so when you're looking at the, the market across the country um, and, and in the St. Louis area, is anything standing out? Has it something changed in the last month? No, I mean, just we're seeing buyers not be as afraid of the interest rates right now. They're just like, all right, we've sat by the sidelines long <laughs> enough. We, we've got to get a house. Um, you know, we're just seeing a repeat of last year, unfortunately, with uh, the amount of people that want to buy versus the amount of people that are selling. So we're back into that competitive war again with houses. And, and I, I cannot emphasize enough, and this is not just to promote me or our business, but experience matters 100% in this type of market. We've had a couple of situations where we're dealing with somebody that was dealing with either lenders or an agent that just wasn't that experienced, and they are handicapped going into this type of market. So you really should not be doing this on your own, number one, and you should be using somebody that is well-versed in this type of market and is in the thick of the constant changes that are happening so that they can position you to be a winner in this market, period. Your, your aunt that just got licensed is not gonna be the person that gets that done for you. I'm sorry for the new people out there. This is just not that time in real estate. There's a time for them. They're gonna grow. They need to go join a team. They need to go plug in and learn from the other people's experiences going on around them, but don't learn on the consumer right now. I've always thought that a team is a better situation I mean, literally, if you have a team, it's going to be better for everybody. It really is. It's just hard. Because everybody brings their own, their skills to the table, right? And everybody has their own networks. And what I tell people, what I tell new agents all the time, and they don't, they don't get it until you experience real estate is by being in a room where there's a lot of activity going on around you, you are learning at warp speed because a typical real estate agent, it's a solo sport. You get your license, you go do your basic training, which doesn't even teach you that much. And then you're kind of left to your own or to ask your peer, how do you do this? I don't, what do you think about that? You're not really learning great information um, and you're only learning on your own deal. So if you only do, the average real estate agent does like four deals a, a year. So you're not learning that much mastery on four deals. Well, you've got 200, 300 deals coming in the doors that we're all talking about. You're learning that much more quicker. And it's about trustworthiness. You know, I, I have dealt with a lot of real estate agents in, in my lifetime, and I have learned they're not all trustworthy. No, they're they not. don't all tell you that the truth. Right. They're not. That's all... why I want a reality TV yeah. show with you guys. I do too. Yeah. Is there is there one? Have I missed it? Or is no, we, that, all, we, we, we has there been a reality we TV with, show we on twice about it? What you guys were pulling the trigger? Yeah, it was yeah. What five years ago? More, more. That would be a good show. Yeah, five or six. <laughs> now, obviously, they've got the shows on Bravo, but that's yeah. not what I'm talking about. Those are individuals going. Yeah. To, I'm talking about where you have a big group of and people. And that's not reality. <laughs> what do you, what? The reality <laughs> shows, the real estate reality shows, are the farthest from reality. Isn't that? That's the what truth? we were. Ours was going to be the real experience and put behind it. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, like really the the struggles that happen and the challenges. That's what I want to see. And, you know, like you know, fix not it or just flip the, it. They, they yeah. get these deals done for fifteen thousand yeah. dollars and they get it done. Yeah, in but a week. could you guys? Yeah. Ha- it's but, so ridiculous. Yeah, but could you guys it? imagine your employees? 
You're, if they took him like in the side room to talk about you guys. Well, that, that's the it. thing. I'd love it. That's the thing. We're like, well, you're either all in or you're done. I think that would be great <laughs> show the truth behind the scenes. Yeah. And, and not only that, but you would have it from both sides. You'd have the yes. lending aspect. Yes. You'd have the real estate aspect yeah. and how they tie together. Yes. Wait a minute. Who approached you guys? Did Bravo approach you? Actually, no, Lionsgate. 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 We talked to Lionsgate, um, and then we were dealing with uh, Cool Fire. Cool Fire downtown. Yeah, downtown. Big, big or, or that does a, a lot company. of does shows lot of, for Bravo. Yeah. And would you guys consider it? I would yeah. consider it because yeah. I'm at always saying point, you guys need your own at show. This point, yeah. I would now more than earlier. I was worried that it would hurt our business earlier. Nothing had, can hurt your business but now. But at this no. point, <laughs> let it ride. Let it ride, out, baby. Right? <laughs> it is fascinating. I don't know if you're familiar with, we have a, a gentleman who's come on our show uh, one time. His name is Donald, Donald Chung, and he's my hairstylist. And Bravo approached him like 14 years ago before they ever did a hairstylist mm -hmm. show with anybody. They're like, who is this guy that has this clientele all over the world? And when you walk in, you tell him what you want. He goes, no. And he's honest, just direct. Not a mean guy, yeah. Yeah. but a direct yeah. Chinese guy that yeah. grew up in communist China yeah. and came to America and is like, I love values of America and tradition. And they wanted to do a show with him. And he read the line. He's like, what is this? He's like, this is like communism. You tell me yes. what happens on my reality show. <laughs> right. So he right. wouldn't sign it. Good for so him. then they ended up signing a guy, I think out of Beverly Hills, it was Jonathan. Mm. Or there was some guy named Jonathan. Yeah. Anyway, so they, yep. and he allowed it. And mm. Donald goes, that all fake. That all fake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just right. like you say, right. he's like, that not real. Yeah. They've got to incorporate <laughs> some sort of drama into mm -hmm. the show. Oh, absolutely. That was one of the things yeah. that we kind well, of shied away we from. We were newly because, together. Yeah. I was also with another company that I was trying to get out of, and I was an owner, so that was a, a legal battle for years. Remember that? Seven so, years ago, maybe yeah. So eight, I was kind of like, I don't really want to go into this reality show while I'm still part of that organization and promote that organization when I'm trying to get out. So it just wasn't the right timing for Tracy it. from a comment line says, I have a realtor friend whose brother currently has a show in Key West, and she says, 100% fake, <laughs> yep. all staged, yep. fix, it's fixing houses. Yeah. So they act like two things are surprises. Yes. And then they know ahead of time. So shocking. Oh, come on. Do you actually Insert believe? Insert eye roll. Would yes. you believe any of that <laughs> stuff? True. It's all fake. Yeah. It's well, all fake. Well, even the way they negotiate like million dollar listing on stuff, it just, it doesn't happen that way. No. You, you're not sitting there cracking champagne, you know, <laughs> talking about your deal yeah. across the table from each other. I, you know what? No. Because it's so foreign to me because I'm not in that stratosphere. Yeah. I can't even watch yet. It. Everybody's like, I thought like, that's no, what happens. Don't watch them. This is my life. I don't want Wait to go home and watch real estate. <laughs> Wait a minute. Entertainment. You mean when people call you <clears throat> and you take care of them as you guys do something, you're yes. not cracking champagne and everything? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> We're sweating bullets usually. Yeah. Well, you're also not doing a $20 million transaction on this 30 second phone call that you're about to that's take right. and walk out of the it's room. That's right. It's just like it's so easy <laughs> in the happen. sky and it's not. That's why we need you guys to do one so we can see how things really are. Let's, we do, could, deal, let's yeah. do the real deal. We could have one just for our show and yeah. we wouldn't even need them to make up the drama for exactly. us. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We, there's drama. There's always drama. <laughs> Kimberly said house hunters came to Cape Girardeau all staged. It's all staged. Yeah. All scripted. Yeah, the way that works is they bring, we've had house, one of my agents at the time, she was with us, was on house hunters. And uh, what they do is they come in ahead of time. They scope out a few houses and then the one, the, the, the buyer has to fit, the agent has to fit, and then they already picked, they already know what the house is going to be. So they film the certain ones, they know which one the buyers bought, and then they come back and 
like show these three particular houses that they looked at, but they had already filmed it. The buyer already bought the one. That's so frustrating. So, do you guys still, do you take time slash waste time watching any of these shows? No, that's what I'm saying. I can't, people are like, oh, do you watch, uh, what are you, Sunset? I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch any of <laughs> All them. That. So I don't like, know. I'm like, no, because I, number one, it makes me mad. To watch it because I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we does. were in Orange County last week and we drove by one yeah, of those yeah, yeah. real estate companies but just still. on the road and our daughter loves it. So yeah. we can stop and take my a picture. Loves it. But I was like, I don't like, I, this is my life. I don't want to make it my entertainment too. I can't, no, I cannot I watch, it. I can't watch reality TV. It, it drives me absolutely batty. Yes. Because I know that none of it's real. Do you have any idea what Glenn means when he says $30,000 open houses? Does oh. that. Oh, what, yes. does, what does yes. he mean? Big, yes. Extravagant parties. Extravagant with bands parties. And, yes. You know, uh, people that are doing acrobatics and yeah. crazy, you know. crazy stuff. <laughs> I've been sounds to like a strip houses. Sounds like a strip that. party. <laughs> so I was actually like going to talk about open house. Touch on open houses today. <clears throat> you know, we've got some people that have very strong opinions about open houses. What do you guys think about them? I've been to several open houses, you know, a couple of them recently. For me, it's a scary time. I don't like them. The ones that I've been to, I don't like it. Uh, I don't either. In some senses, it made me feel a little intimidated. Me too. Mm -hmm. I prefer... As a buyer. As a buyer. I prefer not. It's like, oh my God, how many people are here? And, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you walk in and it's somebody looking at me, how I look at something or... (laughs) I mean, are yeah. they listening to things that I'm asking? Mm-hmm. Um, or what about you listening? Because I'm listening and I'm hearing the agent talking to all these other people mm-hmm. about the offers they're going to write. Mm-hmm. And then you know what? I turn around and walk out because I'm like, I don't want to compete with mm-hmm. all of these that's, people. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that human nature? Yeah. And that's why people, like I said, people have strong opinions about open houses. But what about you guys? Depending on your side, you know, what your <clears throat> position is, <clears throat> they can be good. Or, like you said, they can give you information. So it depends on which side you're on. Um, <clears throat> as a seller, we oftentimes we have sellers say, I don't want to do an open house. I don't want my neighbors in. It's just a bunch of looky-loos, you know, that type of thing. And I have to disagree with that, although there was a time that that was true. So open house role has changed over the years, and my opinion about them has changed over the years. When we first started and there was no internet, Open house was the only way a buyer could really go look at houses without mm-hmm. contacting an agent. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. open houses were great for both the buyer and and the agent and the seller. Then the internet was born with real estate, got married, all the houses are on. We saw open houses drop, like hardly anybody came to open houses. And so I, then I was like, this is a waste of our time to do this. And so that was that way for several years. In this type of market, it's a good thing because houses are coming on the market and selling so quickly that sometimes you can't get to everything that you want to get to fast enough. So on the Saturday and Sundays, you can go run around and hit a bunch of open houses, plus the ones that your agent's taking you on. Because remember, you got to have your agent's schedule, the seller's schedule, the right. it's all got to line up. So an open house is that open window to run in and do that. But it also allows you to assess, like you said, how much activity is going on. If you're walking through an open house and there's only two or three people there the whole time, <clears throat> it gives you a sense of, oh, maybe I've got a chance at this. If you walk in and there's 30 people out the door, it also gives you the idea of I'm going to have to compete or I'm check, I'm checking out, like you said. Virtual tours aren't the same, are they? 
They're just not. Oh, they're, they're definitely not. not the same. No. They're definitely because I've done the virtual. Tour. I've trust me. I've been on the. Yeah. We've been on the seller it side doing do open houses for me. It, yes, yeah. because you can't. You have to go in and see the nooks and crannies. Yes, you have you to see. I was told you got to smell the place. You have to That's see the I'm sorry. That's a great point. Yes. I mean, it's like you walk in. It's like thing. Yeah. I've got. A, I've walked into a house I thought was going to be great, and I was like, "What the hell is that smell?" <laughs> and I'm not it's kidding. Very true. Needed, right? Very true. It, that all makes such. A, and not only that, you know what? I want to see. I want to see the houses around the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to go exactly. and I want to evaluate the houses yes. because I looked at a house in Troy, Missouri. Mm-hmm. I don't know a month ago. We, I, I went to it one and only open house. I hate open houses. Yes. Uh, on both ends, I hate it. But I went. There was a bazillion people there, all trying to make offers on the same mm-hmm. house. But I'll tell you what, pulling into the house, it was like, and, and I have nothing against trailers, but this was like a bunch of like rundown trailers mm-hmm. that had no roofs and no windows and yes. plywood up. People were living them. Like, I don't want to live next to I that. I guess the other thing is we've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen a house or property look better in person than it does no, on a picture. Absolutely not. It's tough. You know, I mean, I was <laughs> like, had a few. Once in a while, we have had a few. Okay. That Usually not photograph as well. Right. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you yeah. got to go and see it. And then here's a big tip for not just open houses, but showings too. When you are viewing somebody's house, whether you're there at an appointment with an agent <laughs> or you're walking through an open house, you should act like the seller is walking right behind you in what your conversation is. Because I'm going to say 60% of people nowadays are recording I was everything about that's going on in their house. I was wondering about that. Absolutely. Whether it's little recorders, they slip behind the couch, ring doorbells, yeah. you know, cameras inside the house. What, you, what you're saying and your reaction is being monitored. And it makes a difference. It does make and a And little things make a difference. What do you mean? Okay, how do, what do you mean it makes a difference? I just looked at how You guys are, you spend a well, lot of time Well, that's because I spend a lot of time You guys are experts, I'm not. What well, does that mean? Last it makes week, a difference. I went and, my, my mother and I went and looked at a house, way out in the middle of nowhere in, in Illinois of all places. And, and as we're walking through, you know, thankfully everything we said was good and nice because it was a beautiful yes. home. But when we left, I, I told my mom, I'm like, oh, I forgot they have cameras everywhere inside everywhere. that house. Yeah. They yeah. would have heard, which everything we said was good. Right. But but if, if it hadn't been, they would have heard every single. Yes. And it would make a difference because when they go back and they're looking at their contracts yeah, sure. and they're looking at the different people who've walked through yep. their homes and they're listening to their yep. comments about things they're saying, they may not take the contract That's because right. of that. And and likewise, you know why they, that we did write a contract? Damn. You know why they took it? <laughs> because I wanted to keep their, their flag. Oh, oh yeah. Well, see, that was a yeah, personal thing. Yeah, because people are emotionally yeah. tied to their house. They had a Betty, uh, a Betsy Ross flag, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? I want to keep that flag. And they were so thrilled that I said that mm-hmm. that we got the contract. Yeah. Little yeah. things matter. Yes. All little things. So they're looking at your body language. They're listening to what you're saying, and so it weighs into either a what your offer, what they, if they're going to accept your offer if you made an offer. It also tips your cards of how interested you are. If you're like. Oh my God! I love it. Oh my God! This is the perfect house. Well, I will go fifty thousand dollars over. We we, we got to get like if you're doing all that and gushing, they're like, got this person, you know. So you're you're showing your motivation to them, and then also if you're if you're nitpicking everything apart while you're in there, they're thinking, oh my gosh, this person's going to be a pain to deal Uh with. And people don't always negative. And people don't always like it when you <clears throat> criticize their decoration, or no. if, or if you want to change no. things. There are yes. people who are so attached to their homes. Yes. If they think you want to, uh, you know, mow it down and build something new, they're not going to sell it like to you. Like yeah. paint color. Yeah. I mean, you can talk yeah. to that. Yeah. Well, I can just t- go back to this, and then I'll talk to paint color. 
I can't tell you how many times sellers have called me and go, hey, those people just left their house, and I'm telling you right now, they're going to make an offer because they were saying blah, 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 and they were measuring for the sofa, and the wife was like, blah, blah, blah. like they, they're monitoring every single second, so be careful. And then be careful when you walk out on the porch. You're not in clear yet. Those mm-hmm. ring doorbells pick up to the driveway. Yeah. So just be careful. Oh so back God. to paint. Welcome Steve to 2023. I, Steve and I were looking at houses down at the lake. <clears throat> and I'm telling Personal you, most, most buyers do not have vision, guys, which goes back to why sellers Myself need to included. fix their house a little bit. <laughs> it's getting better, though. <laughs> so we, we, we saw a couple houses. We walked through one. And I'm, you know, taking it all in. And I'm looking at him. He's, you know, he's being pretty positive through, not seeing a whole lot. And then I was like, hey, I, I, I really think this might, this is a really great opportunity. He's like, not the one, the house we have now. That, you, not the that, one. That and I'm house. like, really? He's like, no, 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 too much. That I don't like this. And I'm like, well, it was the paint. It was the furniture. The guy didn't older. have a TV in the living room. I mean, it was, it was older. They were I didn't older. Have it was like the floral couches and the kind of dingy, creamy color paint walls. And you have to see past all that. <clears throat> I try not to look at any so of that. So you stuff. want out. I wanted yes. out. He, he wanted you out, wanted out, want and out. she won out. <laughs> she saw the vision. Yeah, yes. she won out. Yes. Well, I see the vision. It's beautiful, and our and our <laughs> listeners and viewers, at least our viewers, have had a yes. chance to see. Yes. Um, you know the house that you guys worked so hard to get, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely, I get it. I totally do. Yeah. But that was an example. I didn't mm-hmm. see it. She saw it, and and buyers don't have that vision. Most don't. Hey, before um, we get a couple minutes left, real quick, somebody wanted to know: Do do contracts get written at open houses? Not at an open house. I mean, has we'll it talk happened about before? Them. Yes, <laughs> but not in this type of market. You're not going to sit down in the frenzy with people walking around. You're starting to write an offer. That would be not smart on both levels, okay. seller or a buyer. <clears throat> you want to walk. You want to get outside. Now, do they happen during the open house? Like you walked in and you saw, like I love it, and you run back to the office and write it. Sure. That happens, but you're not going to sit down at the table. I have had people sit down at people's tables and write contracts, but it's during a showing usually, not during an open house where people are. I like to stand next to the agent and listen to them talking to all the people coming through. Absolutely, you can learn a lot. You can learn so much. (laughs) And let me throw this is a fascinating. I've loved this is fascinating. Throw one more tip out there too. Right now, because again, we're getting into that competing market. And people are peeling off inspections again. They're peeling off appraisal writers, like all that stuff. If that makes you queasy, there are options for you as a buyer to set up an appointment, a showing appointment, book yourself an hour, call a building inspector and have that inspector do what's called a walk and talk with you. Mm -hmm. They will go to that showing with you and go look at all the major things and give you a heads up of whether there's some concerns or not, so that maybe once you had that assurity, you could compete by feeling like, all right, I'm, I'm comfortable enough now that somebody that knows what they're talking about has looked at the furnace, the foundation, like the big stuff, that I, I might be able to be willing to take off my inspection. Now, what about writing up the contract ahead of time? We looked at a house last week. We knew we were going to like it. We fought our hardest to be mm-hmm. the first people to show to see it, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up being the second people to see it. We had our agent write up the contract before we even went mm-hmm. because that way we yeah, thought if time. we like it, we're going to sign it yep. electronically the yep. minute we leave that house yep. and be done with it. Because you want to be time. the first one. Yeah. Or do you want to be the first one? Does it matter? doesn't matter necessarily first, but... 
You want to be what the highest. What does matter is... Yeah, you do want to be the highest. <laughs> Everybody... And no contingencies. Right. The showing instructions typically in this market say, house is coming on the market, we're going to start showing it Friday, offers, no offers to be reviewed until Monday or something like that. So that's giving people time to get in so that the first person that walks in the door can't lock it down. That's how it used to mm-hmm. be. But now it's like, hey, we're going to leave a time frame for people to walk through and we're not going to respond. So you can give us an offer, but we're going to review all offers on Monday or Tuesday. Word of caution on that. People change their mind. Sellers change their mind. Agents don't necessarily hold it. They write that first offer mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. And if it's a really dang good offer, they're going to say, you got to respond to me by Friday night. Even though your instructions say you're not going to answer me till Monday, I'm ignoring that. And I'm going to bum rush you and tell you you got to respond me on Friday night. And that seller might take that offer. So if you're the agent or the buyer that sees those instructions and go, hey, we got time until Monday to make our offer because they're not reviewing offers till Monday, you're going to lose out on a percentage of houses because sellers will change their mind when that's the right exactly what in. That's exactly what happened to us. <clears throat> yep. Um, all the time. Guys, what an awesome segment. Thank you. But but you bummed me out that champagne is not being cracked and all the other things when deals are being done. I mean, we crack champagne in our office, but it's not, <laughs> it's not with the other agent with our feet up on the desk it's, putting a deal together. Let me tell you Kathy Helbig-Schrick, give her a call and her team on any question. 314-276-SOLD. 314-276-SOLD. Of course, if you have mortgage questions, you can contact Steve. He's at New American Funding. Yes. Uh, Kathy Helbig's expect to be moved experience real estate partners guys you're awesome what a great segment Thanks. seriously guys, at some point in time you guys any parting words with Appreciate mortgage it. nothing no next no. week next week we'll, we'll focus on it next week the next time goes week. by pretty dang fast it uh, does and um yes thank you brought up thank you for coming to the party you guys were amazing thank you thank you thank oh, you of course had, had a blast of a time Friday night. So well, happy birthday. Buddy. All right, Kathy and Steve, thank you so much. Right, we appreciate it. Um, what a terrific segment of information um, from it those guys. Is. I love it. Um, I miss them when they leave. And I have more, I always have more questions. <laughs> thank you. And, <laughs> and of course we'll have to act, make sure that they get you a house with plenty of land to make, all, to grow your food since hyperinflation is killing us. Hey guys, don't go anywhere. Take a look at our partners, our sponsors who make it possible. If you need any of those products, check them out. Please let them know you heard about it from canceltheshow.com. It helps us. Yeah, Jerry says it's a pee break. That's right. I'm racing off to do the pee break because I drink a ton of water in the morning. Um, Racing is the correct word. Yeah, I I, I sprint. I do. I do every day. He hurdles right over. Hey, we got great talk coming up. The latest on the Tucker Carlson situation. And Abby Grossberg, who is she? Why does she matter? What the hell was she doing behind the scenes with her recording? With her recorder. um, Just. Just, I'm sorry. It just, she gives me an, an Over eerie- Over 90, I believe it's 90 hours of recording. You can't make this crap up. I mean, you want to talk about- Don't tell me she didn't walk into that office knowing what she was going to do. There's no Don't doubt she me. was a plant. There is absolutely no doubt. Tucker was set up. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get into that. Plus, you will not want to break down Tabitha's assessment- of Joe Biden, I'm sorry, if you're a Democrat and you voted for this joke, the worst president in the history of this country, the worst administration in the history of this country, 40% of his time has been spent on vacation, and that's what we know about. You can't make the crap up. Back with more, cancelthishow.com right after this. 
Hey guys, this is Dr. Mahesh Bagwe. I'm an orthopedic surgeon here in St. Louis for over the last 20 years. I went to Washington University. I got my medical degree at St. Louis University. From local high school athletes, college athletes, weekend warriors, injured workers, and even Cardinal baseball players, I've treated them all. Our practice strives to personalize care with every new patient being seen by me. To find me, contact my staff at drbagwe.com. That's D-R-B-A-G-W-E.com. Hopefully you don't need me, but if you do, you can find me now. White Glove Exotic Services is St. Louis's first concierge vehicle service center. Alex David's team is passionate, certified technicians. They have industry-leading tools and equipment. They do it all. They pick up and deliver your car hands-free. Plus, they have elite detailing service, customized PPF wraps and tenting, and inspection and titling assistance. White Glove also specializes in logistics and storing options, vehicle listings, and consignment white glove exotic services check them out at cancel marco wait what no response hi i'm curtis barks with complete auto body and repair offering full service and auto repair to st louis and st charles we are looking for someone to say polo that's right we are hiring we want you now if you would like to work in a well-paying environment then you owe it to yourself to stop by one of our six complete auto body and repair locations will you help me find that missing person please call me directly at 636-488-HIRE that's right 636-488-4473 dad and service oh yeah and service Carroll House has the largest selection of solid wood with the hottest new styles. Real furniture that's built to last. Like our solid bedrooms, living rooms, and dining from Kincaid. Our volume enables us to save you a lot of money, especially during a solid wood sale. Plus, get free financing, fast free delivery, and free in-home design. So for solid wood, sweet styles, and solid service since 1964, shop over three football fields of furniture at Carroll House. Because you like nice things. Hey guys, welcome back in. Cancelthisshow.com. Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central. We are live, but of course you can catch us all the time, pretty much live on cancelthisshow.com. All of our original content is there. If you guys know of anybody we should be partnering with from an advertising standpoint, uh, we love it. We appreciate your donations as well. Um, I do. We need, you know, if anybody, anybody wants to buy our content, be, do the show. Right. Buy the show. Buy our content. It's all there as well. A lot of good things are happening. People are contacting us. And, of course, we're trying to find the best routes to go right now because we do put a lot of time into this and we care about it. And you guys are making it happen. And if anyone out there has a meat processing plant you use, talk to them. Because, you know, I would love to have a a sponsor that is a meat processor. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. I really would. Because, you know what? We're going to be doing a lot of promoting for people to go and Go to Bushards. Go buy your mm-hmm. own meat. Well, you can buy your own meat through uh, Patriot Switch. I've mm-hmm. asked people to contact me. You're not going to find a better place where the actual food, the grain, the cows from birth are raised all in the same spot. You can see it. You know it through Patriot Switch. I've asked people, contact me, contact me, contact me, email me on the show. I will let you know because it's exactly where I'm going to be getting my beef. Um, I appreciate that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I'm reading some of the comments right now. We got Pro Joe here. Uh, Lizzie's running the chat line from home today. 
Thank you, Lizzie. You rock as always. You're always telling everybody else how great they are, but uh, nobody does it like you do it. And you're amazing, amazing at what you do. Tab of the Hassles here. I'm Vic Faust. Uh, maybe Eric will show up today. Maybe, he had, maybe. He had, a, he had a late night party. I needed him when I was talking about hyperinflation. What, 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 what? You're always complaining you don't have enough time to talk. No, 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 no. I love Eric. I, I love to hear the questions. Eric, the questions what? Eric asked. I mean, I just want to be able to talk uninterrupted. Yes. Uh, but but I love Eric and and your I love idea of uninterrupted questions. is I want five minutes to give my. I have point. never talked once in and then five minutes and ever then on if this Vic show. and Eric if three seconds in. Can I we, think can we hear that the, can every we hear the, single person on the comment line would agree arr, that I constantly arr, arr. interrupted and talked over. Oh no, I'm gonna have to show you the private messages. So, I'll show you some <laughs> private messages too. We'll have a private message war. We don't want to go there. Hey. um... Where we do want to go is this toxic, evil, individual, human. And if you don't think, and it doesn't justify what we may or may not be hearing regarding Tucker Carlson. But there is no doubt, I mean no doubt, in my mind, he was set up. Her name is Abby Grossberg. You want to set the scene or? I, I think there's no question he was set up. You know, we have Abby Grossberg, who is now filing a lawsuit against Fox National. You know, she has what I think it's over 90 hours of recorded conversation. She has photos of things she's t taken around uh, Tucker Carlson's office video. She claims they're anti-Semitic, misogynistic, sexist, and a whole host of other things. And she talks about the language that they use towards women and the, the way they talk about women. And it's a, it's a really ugly situation. It paints a really ugly picture. However, I think we all know that you can paint a picture any way you want it if you're looking at it from a certain angle. That's a good point. I'm not saying no, I, I, I could, because I'm not saying I agree with her. I, I highly doubt that anyone meant anything to be misogynistic or anti-Semitic or anything along those lines. I hate giving this woman airtime because she is nothing short of evil. She is. She, she's an evil person with a vendetta who is getting paid, who wants to get paid more, but it sets the stage on who she is and what's happening with the whole situation. Um, here's Abby Grossberg, of course, on MSNBC, talking about this whole situation regarding Tucker Carlson. Tucker, it was different. And as a text that came out revealed my suspicions, um, he was looking for ratings bait, purely. Uh, and was also looking for power. It was a combination of ratings and power and manipulating the audience um, and manipulating also the political system. There was an aspect of, I can pick who the House Speaker is. I can pick who the President of the United States is or who the Republican candidate is going to be. And I thought that was really dangerous and didn't want that kind of power. I didn't want to have um, Senate candidates calling me and being very upset, are you going to destroy our whole campaign tonight? Because he could do that. And he would call and tell them that, that if you don't participate or you don't come on the show, we will destroy you. And I was told to tell that to congressmen sometimes. And I didn't. How can I? That was disrespectful. So in addition to the misogyny and the sexism and the anti-Semitism, there was also just this sort of moral growth with me where I reached a breaking point because of all of those things, and I literally did not want to do it anymore. It felt disgusting. I stopped watching news. 
when I came home. I didn't watch anything. I just didn't want to because I was so depressed and disillusioned by the entire media system because of Tucker Carlson. I just get an evil vibe, the whole thing. And I, and, and I know, and I'm not, and it may not be fair. The whole thing just seems dirty, sleazy, just low budget. Uh, as I said, evil. And the best question Todd asked on our question line, why did you stay? Mm-hmm, if right. it was so bad, Abby, why did you subject yourself to daily problems, to daily issues? Because we all know what this is about. It's about you. It's about whoever set you up for this. It's about money. It's trying to destroy anything, anything that is super successful and conservative. And if you're willing to go out and you're willing to do the things and put the work in and be the most successful person in television, you do what you have to do to try to take somebody down. If you don't like them and if you get your feelings hurt, that's what happens. That's unfortunate. She seems like a liberal crybaby. She needs to go find her little safety pin and find her safe place. And she didn't have one there. She she didn't belong there. She and no, she's never not. Been there. And no, she's not transgender. Somebody asked me, she's not transgender. And so. what she's saying, to some degree, we, we you know, I don't know Tucker personally. I can't say is, is he power hungry? Does he feel like he has that much power? I'm going to say his own text messages that were uncovered during the the lawsuit, the Dominion lawsuit, prove that that's not the case because he didn't like. President Trump. He didn't like Donald Trump. He didn't want Donald Trump to win the presidency, but you never heard him say that. If he really thought he had the influence and power that he had, he would have been shouting that from the rooftops and trying to influence people, but he did not. And once again, if you look hard enough, if you look further enough, you're or far enough, you're going to find something on somebody. You are, and nobody's perfect, especially in the news business, especially in those settings. And your own impression of somebody saying, well, he was going to try to ruin you if you don't do the show. No, what happens is if you, and when you explain things to people, and I'm telling you, there's two sides to every story as I've always said it, and we haven't heard Tucker's side. And, some, and, and I don't know why, clearly he was fired, clearly, but he's not saying it. I still don't know why he's not saying it, but- Probably must, because he has a lawsuit in, there in, must in be, action. There must be a reason for that, but- the thing about it is you can perceive things one way, like Tabitha was saying, that doesn't mean your idea of what happened or said is true. And we don't know the full context of everything that was going on. It might just be that she has no and maybe, sense of And humor. maybe Tucker Carlson is an ass. Maybe, who knows? But still, the whole thing is, and we, and we know that most of the anchors of Fox News did not like Tucker. That's been very, very, very... Uh, public. But at the same point in time, what happens with this whole situation moving forward? I think Tucker's going to continue with his lawsuit. I think we're going to be uh, see a lot of evidence that what Abby Grossberg said was her hyperinflated, speaking of hyperinflation, her hyperinflated opinion. Because if you're a liberal, and she clearly is, walking into a situation like Tucker Carlson's show, you're going to be offended by every single thing that is said and every single thing that happens. You can't joke anymore. Anymore, if you joke about something, like they were talking about having the Nancy Pelosi poster, I think that's funny. I think it's absolutely hilarious. I, if I had a Nancy Pelosi poster, I would have it hanging in our Carol House Lounge. I mean, what's wrong with that? Don't if you think you, she's just over-exaggerating everything? She was a plant. It was a setup. 
to bring Tucker down because he was covering too much truth. They don't want the truth to be out there. And when he when he talked about Ray Epps, it went over the edge. And once again, Ray Epps, um, at one point in time on the FBI's most wanted list, um, yeah, works for the federal government. Uh, FBI, right? FBI, not CIA? Correct. FBI, yes. FBI, uh, insider, January 6th. Oh, and then all of a sudden, once his, I guess, his name or identity was found, he disappears. Nowhere to be found again, taken off the list. Oh, gee, how convenient is that? Uh, there could have been a variety of instances for why Fox did it or what happens. I mean, I've been reading all things the last couple of days. How about money? It's about money. You know what? Think about this, Vic. Yes, they may be losing a billion dollars, more than a billion dollars with Tucker's departure, but think how many billions of dollars they were losing whenever he came after Soros. Or because think about this. What is his name? Alvin Bragg? He's worth like fifty million dollars. Yeah, it is. That's a whole nother. A that's a whole nother million show. dollars. How, how <laughs> much is Gardner, Kim Gardner worth? You know, how much are all these prosecutors worth who are getting paid under the table? What about all of the people in Congress getting paid under the table? People getting kickbacks. When you talk about the truth, it affects people's bottom dollar. And Tucker was revealing far too much truth. So, as great as Tucker is at his job, uh, the tapes apparently show that he wasn't some great guy over a long period of time. That's, and she didn't accuse him personally. Just, no, him and his staff. It was mostly just his staff and so, not him personally. So, you have to understand, and it was over a long period of time. So, once again, I, I hate to speculate that's where we are. We haven't heard the tapes. That allegedly is what it is all about. But also, there's a bunch of articles being written that he was fired Friday night by... Um, Murdoch's, I think it's his son, Lachlan Murdoch, I believe. If that's the case, then why are, Why did the New York Times and, report that he was and, preparing on Monday? And no, no, they decided, no, they decided. Oh, they made the decision on Friday. And I've heard that too. Because of the speech that Lizzie sent us that he did at this college. So, I mean, and then of course, the J6 ray So many things. Dominion, all of it, the tapes. It all plays into um, it. But they knew they were going to take a hit. Their stock continues to fall. There's even rumors that Fox News is on the selling block. I mean, it, we, we know they're not coming back as a whole network. They're just not. They're, they're, However, they're not. Tabitha, I watched Fox and Friends this morning and it was every bit as outstanding as it's been and, and that at exposing- continue. At, as, at exposing things. But, now, but, they're, but they're on the surface, Vic. And, and I'm not going to argue about it. It's on the surface. Think about this. Hannity got reeled in. Levin lost his show. He used to have a daily show. He's not on there every day anymore. All of these hosts that were telling the truth were all reeled in. The only person who didn't reel himself in was Tucker. And, and now... Yeah. He's gone because you know what they do. Because he was the most powerful. He was. I don't. I don't know about most powerful, but he had the most reach. He told the most yeah. truth. Yeah. He was doing deep dives on topics that that none of the other hosts were doing. Hannity used to be great, and mm. we know somebody had to have said something to him because he pulled it on. Guarantee you, Levin. Levin used to be fantastic. He used to be my favorite. All of a sudden, he reeled it all in, and then he left. He doesn't even have the Daily Show anymore. I'll bet you anything he told them to can it because he's like, I am not going to abide by your ridiculous censorship. Yeah, Bongino as well. And think about all well. the I, they're probably getting under the table because they tell their, their hosts, well, you can touch the surface, but don't go any deeper. Well, the other thing that you have to keep in mind too is where we, we try to move things forward. We try to find solutions. We try to go before anything else goes there. So the thing that I'm curious to is be careful about what you hear and see. I mean, there were posts yesterday that 
Tucker's the new news director at OAN. You know, <laughs> I like, did see that. I think I'm going to put one out. Tucker Carlson joining canceltheshow.com. Why not? Why not? Put it out there. Start. Let's start the rumors up um, and, and get us some hype. Get us some uh, viral information. Tucker, we would love to talk to you 100%. Abby, I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to interview you. Yeah, Annette says Fox is toast. So just be careful. Everybody will know in time where it's going. Um, we broke down the whole Fox situation yesterday on why they have massive, massive issues moving forward. They know it. Um, Annette says, yeah, I saw that too, OAN. I mean, no, he's not going to OAN. <laughs> people will, but you know what, Vicky, people will continue to watch Fox. People who want the softball headlines, they just want to get a good idea of what's going on. Yeah. But they're going to turn, now they don't have Tucker on Fox to turn to, so they're going to turn to shows like ours for the truth because there's no other alternative right now. Well, there's no problem as long as you're aware of some certain things going on and then you jump in and you can do some study, as we've talked about as well. Um so we'll continue to talk about the subject and you go from there. Um, one other thing that is happening that that's, can we jump into the Biden stuff? Can we, are you ready to get into that? Always ready. Okay. So we'll continue. We don't want to just hound on Tucker, 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 and all that. We're going to know soon enough. We'll be able to have that conversation, but something that should scare the absolute crap out of everybody is the fact that Joe Biden in the midst of all of this going on. And I wonder, as we talk about, we always wonder, okay, when there's a big headline, what else is going on? Um, well, the whole Tucker Carlson comes out and Joe Biden announces he's running for president. I mean, literally, really? Who would want you want all the headlines and they announce it in the midst of all of that? Was that purposely done? Well, in the midst of him coming out and talking about, well, I'm running for president, I'm going to finish the job. I guess that <laughs> I'm means, destroying this country. <laughs> I guess that means drive the stake all the way through the heart of the United States of America. But he also comes out and his team, the worst team in the history of this country, and tells us he's not going to do any debates with Democratic opponents. <laughs> um, okay. If, if you're a Democrat and you hear this once again, shame on you, shame on you for that, for trying to close out everybody else. That is 100% wrong. And we're going to talk with Brittany Robbins tomorrow, super successful woman, um, attorney, um, works with a lot of candidates around the state. She works in strategic care services. She is going to come on and she's going to debate us and tell us why everything we say on the show is wrong from the perspective of a mom, a very educated woman and a liberal about everything that is wrong. And I can't wait to ask her about this, but we're told, nope, nobody else can do debates with the president. He's going to just go. And if the Republicans want to do a debate, he'll do that. But Republicans in the RNC has already said they're not interested in debates anymore after the way that they were treated uh, during the last election cycle. So Biden's put all this out there. And we already know it's been a joke from the, the, the get-go. And here we go, Tabitha. As he says, he spends or spent 40% of his time on vacation. And, and you know, and the, the reason why this is such a big deal, we've talked about this so many times on the show, that, that in 2000, 2021, he spent, what was it, uh, 120 something days in his basement, 120 something days at his home. That's what they can t consider a a vacation. In 2022, it was, I think, 167 days of vacation. But what, what's so important about this 
is that while he's on vacation, while he's at home, when he's not in the White House, he's not keeping logs of visitors. And so that means that during, let's say, these 101 days, 160-something days, the 40% of time that he's been in the presidential chair, he's not keeping logs but of they his don't, meetings. They said they don't have to. It, it, the administration said they're not legally. He said before that, but they did. said they're not legally bound. He said he's they're not legally bound to do that. But don't you think that's exactly why he's not spending all the time in the White House? Because when he's in the White House, they are legally bound. When he is in the White House, even in the fake White House, they are legally bound to report all visitors. It's a great point. And when he's not there, they don't have to report it, even though presidents before him did for the most part. Remember Bill Clinton on the tarmac that time and all of the hoopla that got well think about this biden's doing that every day it may not be a tarmac it might be his delaware home but he is meeting with people he's taking calls he's taking meetings he's meeting with with foreign leaders at his home at places when he's on vacation none of that's being reported none of it's being logged we don't know what's being discussed during these meetings and it's extremely pivotal point in our country when we have a president that is 40% of the time taking meetings and holding briefings that the American people will never know about. We have no idea what he's doing or who he's meeting with. We have every right to know that. What happened to transparency? We do. And here's the problem. Who's covering it? No one. We are, we are, but national media is not covering it. They're like, ah, and once again, Americans are not awake enough yet to demand answers. And then what does that mean to demand answers? Well, the only way where you can demand change and demand answers besides shows like ours, uh, besides rallies, is to go to the voting box. And then when you go to your voting unit, your voting box, whatever it is, your location, and try to vote him out. That's, that, that's what you can do. That's it. Is it a problem for me? 100%. Is it a problem for Democrats? I don't know. Ask them. Do they hate Trump enough to still vote for Biden? I think it's the case. I think overwhelmingly it is. Now, I know that's a a big statement, but I still think Democrats would still rather have, and I know I'm generalizing, but a majority, 51%, I guess, would still rather have Biden than have Trump come back. They would rather have Obama's fourth term. And there's no question about it. Vic. He is a figurehead. We know it. Biden's a figurehead. You know it. I know it. Let's just get to the point. There's no question. And Bindi said, well, he's not taking meetings. He's not meeting with foreign leaders because he's napping. Well, that's actually probably true. But see, the thing is, is if Obama is having his Ice third cream. term right now, Obama can't have his third term on record. So that means that all of the meetings that Obama is having and all of the puppet masters are having has to be off record. And as long as Joe Biden is sitting in the White House, they cannot meet with foreign leaders. And if it's off record, it has to it's be clearly with somebody record. outside of Joe Biden because the, the guy can't, he, we know he has cognitive disabilities. He does. No question about he it. He has motor skill problems. He, he has problems eating ice cream cones. It, it, it's a problem. The guy is a problem. And it's not just him. Um, check out Kamala. <laughs> she, she continues to give us fodder every single day. Uh, we'll pull that video up for you. Projo is going to pull that up right now. This is the worst vice president in the history of the country with the worst president in the history of this country. And they all make up the worst administration that this country has ever seen. And yet they continue to pull one thing after the other after the other. And it blows my mind what we see. We need a little comic relief. Um, Here's Kamala. What the truck is she talking about? 
I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present, and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future. So. I don't even know what she just said. I really have no idea. She doesn't know. I have no idea. Well, Projo, if you're talking to us, we need your mic on, buddy. I'm sorry. I hit the wrong button. Uh, I like the comment at the bottom on, on that Instagram that says, did she eat paint chips as a kid? <laughs> possibly. Possibly so. That's I, my point in playing that is they literally, I think, push the envelope they being the democratic party the democratic leadership the dnc push the american public every day to see how fur how much further they can push to see how much we'll take and laugh and consider that oh my god the american people will continue to accept this they'll just continue to go with the flow everything's fine oh my god tabitha we're screwed well, we, well we, we have been for a long time, but, but we all know that Harris doesn't matter. They, they got her in there to get the black vote, and, and there was really no other reason. And, and they told her, hey, it, I can see, it, this is just my speculation, that there was a meeting that took place that said, you know what, we need a black female. So we would really like you to be the vice president, even though you are literally the worst candidate we could ever choose. And we just want you to shut up because she's not a dumb person. We just want you to be quiet. We don't want you to tell anyone anything that we're talking about. Don't ever make any comments that actually allude to the truth. And she's up here stumbling around because she's, she knows the truth, but has to come up with something different to say. She is just a, a talking head, a puppet, the face of Wendy's. It, it doesn't matter. They just needed her for the black vote. And and it's been over a year now since she was tasked with taking care of the border, which is a disaster. It has not gotten any better. She hasn't done a damn thing. She hasn't actually been to the border. And she's not supposed to. And That's not her job. It's not, even though she was tasked with it. Her job is to <laughs> sit down and shut up. Uh, and in the midst of that, another massive story that the White House ha is going to have to deal with. Yet national media is not. Fox News is covering it. Thank God. Uh, the United States now considered to be a middleman, so to speak, when it comes to child trafficking for labor, for sex, for kids that are showing up at the border without parents. 2020, 2021, and 2022, it continues to overwhelm border. We're talking over about 150,000 unaccompanied um, kids, unaccompanied children, UACs, and they can't place them all. And guess what? These kids are getting funneled now to all kinds of trafficking groups, working 12-hour shifts, ice houses, meat houses, fields, to pay off the smugglers and the people who are now taking these kids in. And that includes working. It includes sex trade. You name it. The crap that's happening to these kids. It's a crisis. The White House will not address it. They're not getting anything done. They're not trying to be serious about it. And guess what? The United States is like, well, we don't know where to put them. We don't know what to do right now. And we're getting more and more of the kids every year. And it's not just kids from Mexico. We're going all the way down into most South America. Most of them aren't from Mexico. We're going way down into South America yeah. now. These kids, most of them showing up on purpose, 
by themselves. And you know, and the numbers, Vic, that, that you have, that, that's what the media is reporting. But the actual numbers are, are you know, sometimes 50,000 a month. You know what? Month. That makes sense. Those are the numbers the media is reporting. 50,000 a month of unaccompanied children are coming across the border. Think about the ones that don't make it, who are raped, who are murdered along the way, who are sex trafficked that we don't even find about. You know, we have these centers set up for these kids, you know, a lot of times by Catholic charities, different organizations where they're, they're taking these kids, they have to school them, they have to make sure they have clothing, they have to give them medical care. But now there's some new reports coming out, I don't even know if you've seen this, that the United States, we're getting ready to be embroiled in a big scandal and we'll be talking about this there are probably other days this week, maybe tomorrow, where now the United States is being called out as the middleman. We are at, remember Oliver North, remember how we got involved with smuggling drugs across the border for the cartel? Same. Now we are being accused of smuggling children. Well, Alex McCarthy across says the border. Alex McCarthy from Raising Sales Marketing, our marketing director, part of the show, says he was called a conspiracy theorist theorist for bringing this up two years ago. Um, but some of the, 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 quote, official numbers, which Tabitha says are unofficial, um, they went from 33,239 in 2020. These are the, the UACs, the unaccompanied children showing up at the border. We don't know where to put them. We don't know where to put them. And that's why they're getting placed and getting put in with smugglers and bad people of all kinds. That's right. That number went to 146,000. From 2020 to 2021, I mean, it went up 110,000 kids in one year. And then, oh, yeah, then it went up to 152,000 last year. And so far in 2023, we're giving a total of over 70,000 kids. Once again, UACs showing up from South America at our border and getting placed all over this country. Look at that. Look, go back and look at the statistics. This is, these are reported statistics. And the United States from border control. With, with the blood and the crime all over their hands. And, and under Obama. Biden, Harris, that administration. And, and it's not new, Vic. Mayorkas, shame on you. It's not new. You know, I used to track these numbers when Obama was president. And I would look at these statistics every single every single week. And if you go back, those statistics are still there. You can go back and you can look at the border control and you can look and see how many people they're apprehending coming across under Obiden. Under Obiden, gosh, same thing, really. Um, <laughs> That's the best. Same thing. <laughs> I'm no, just gonna you start just, calling him Biden. No, call him Biden. <laughs> Tabitha, you just you just stumbled on to vocabulary uh, greatness. That's what's in my head, I guess. But, <laughs> I love it. But no joke, they actually track fifty thousand unaccompanied minors crossing our border anywhere from two years old to seventeen years old every single month, Vic. Every month, there were two hundred and fifty thousand people coming across our borders that were apprehended every single month under Obama, and fifty thousand of them were unaccompanied minors crossing our border they're getting they're getting foster care before our own american children are think about that when they're being placed in homes before our american children in foster care are being placed in homes and and now we see i mean it gets worse and worse but it's going to get worse tomorrow it's going to get a lot worse tomorrow what do you mean tomorrow? I post, well, I didn't have time to, to send all the information to you. I posted about it on my own Facebook page late last night that now mm. we're getting ready again. There's some folks calling out the United States as being the middleman. It's probably going to end up in a court case. It's going to be another Oliver North 
situation, but there are people out there, other countries who are saying, hey, United States, you're actually the middleman. You're working with the cartels to bring these unaccompanied minors into your country. And and it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty dramatic when all of the events are when all the details are revealed. And it's and once again, it's another massive issue that the uh, situation that this country is facing. We try to bring up as many as we can, um, and, and we do it on a daily basis. We try to do some more of the deep dives of what's happening, what's going on, and um, we'll get to that with Tabitha. But once again, it just seems like every day we're dealing with something with this administration. There's something in this country, but it really gets at the fabric of humans and who we are as people and of everything that's being changed or trying to change that everything that's going on. Um, you can go ahead and say it, Tab, whatever you put over here. I, I, yeah, it's I was hard just, for me to I, read that. I was just sharing a news article that I, I, I was late last night that I read this. I didn't want to send it to you in the middle of the night. There's a whistleblower and they are going to give testimony to the House that the U.S. government is the middleman in yeah. the multi-billion dollar migrant child trafficking. Because you know what? There's a lot of money to be made when you traffic children. And could, could we possibly believe that our own government under O'Biden is the is responsible for bringing these children over? Yeah, Are we profiting as a company, as a country? We might be. Um, it, it'll never come to fruition that that would be proven, but the whistleblower testimony will at least be out there. Yes. Um, I can't wait to hear it. I mean, we're dealing with so many issues in this country. Hell, another headline came out today. By the way, before I get into that headline, uh, commenter Drew wanted us to, to let us know that Russia and Putin have offered... Tucker Carlson, a job in, in Russia. Um, I, you can't make this stuff up. So, ha ha, he he, I, I got it out there. Um, I don't think Tucker's going to Russia to join forces with Putin, but I think Tabitha would try to marry him if he did, considering how much she loves Putin. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I don't I, I don't love Putin, but I will tell you what, I'd rather have Putin as my president than Biden. And I will no, not apologize yeah, no, for that. I, I get it. Uh, the 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 Russia TV. I don't know if that's the actually. There are some choices in Russia, believe it or not. More choices than we have here. I know. I know that's Russia why. Russia is, why is I had actually to check myself for a, a freer country than we are here in the United States. The illusion of freedom is just that. One of one of uh, Putin's close aides was actually slamming his firing, if you can believe that. Also. Um, Russian TV offering Tucker Carlson a job. Okay, yeah. There you go. That You can't make that stuff up. In the midst of all of that going on, uh, as we talk about the, the crisis that we have in this country in regards to where we are as people, where we are as a society, and as bad as it seems to us and our listeners and our viewers to think that things like this are going on in the United States of America, home of the free, land of the brave, this headline comes out today, and of course, we are a live show, but we cover things and push those stories when we can. 673 university professors signing a letter opposing courses, any courses, on America's founding constitution. University of North Carolina professors say requiring courses on American history violates academic freedom. Let me repeat that. Think about this. Where we are, because we see so many headlines. We hear so many things that are bizarre. It's easy as humans and Americans because we're getting bombarded on a daily basis to go in one ear and go out the other. You, University of North Carolina professors saying that requiring courses on American history violates academic freedom. 
Um, they signed a public letter yesterday opposing legislation. This is legis- the state's going, wait a second. You guys are effing up. This is not what America's about. This is what's happened at the institutions. That's how history is erased. Well, and, and you say it a lot. They're opposing legislation that would require that for kids, college students, to learn about America's government and the founding documents of how we became who we are. That's how you erase history. That's how you erase a love of country. That's how you redo the country. And that's when somebody else takes it over. That's why they don't teach cursive writing anymore. Why kids don't learn cursive writing. Because you know what? You can't go back and read those old documents any more than I can go back and read some Hebrew scrolls. I don't have the faintest clue what those things say. You know what? I have to rely on someone to read it for me, someone to interpret for me. And when you have to rely on someone else to interpret a historical document for you, they can say anything they want and you'll never know the difference. And it's human nature to just shut down. I'm telling you, 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 it's a lot of times can be the fight or flight, but you hear so much you're like day after day after day you just get beaten down one thing after the other after the other but as i explain this listen to this it's it's house bill 96 this is not a big deal but you have these professors who have gotten into jobs where they are and trying to quote influence whatever teaching is going on because this wasn't just a sprint for to take over america it's a marathon unfortunately it seems like those who are running this marathon are running it pretty damn fast House Bill 96, requiring students to take a three-hour course. That's it. A three-hour course covering America's founding and history. I bet they'll be pushing the 1619 Project because they want to rewrite history. They want us to believe something that was never true. And think about this. Required Required reading for the course would include the U.S. Constitution. How dare you? The Declaration of Independence. Oh, my God. The Emancipation Proclamation. At least five essays from the Federalist Papers. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s letter from a Birmingham jail and the Gettysburg Address. And you have 673 professors from the University of North Carolina opposing kids saying that you're violating these kids academic freedom i guess you don't have to recite the preamble anymore wouldn't it be a prereq i mean aren't prerequisites a part of you know so sorry i didn't form the thought before i started talking but wouldn't prerequisite isn't it the same thing as a prerequisite i mean wouldn't this be a prerequisite yeah life wouldn't you think oh yeah I mean, absolutely prerequisites are a part of academic hell yeah so 100 um, percent every american should know the constitution inside and out we don't it's embarrassing we, we should all know the declaration of independence we should all we know don't all of those things and you know they don't want you to know the constitution because guess what to democrats the constitution it's, it's just a, a suggestion it's not binding and we know that because biden himself said that the the, uh, the second amendment is not absolute remember when he said that yeah and it's now, not absolute but you it's also have guaranteed. you have politicians not biden but aoc as well going well no we don't agree with that well and if we don't agree with that and it's not right well then we should just change it because people have no idea they're uneducated in positions most of the time on purpose to do a job of crushing things down. I'm still convinced 
it's more of a situation of on purpose of what's happening to this it's country. It's absolutely on purpose. As opposed to just being dumb, uneducated, or sleep at the wheel. And that's what we do on cancelthisshow.com. We have the conversations that need to be had, the breakdowns, and not worrying about everything else that's going on. And And that's why, you know, I mean, we may not be for everybody because of not wanting to hear truth, not wanting to hear the deep dives. But man, oh man, does this need to be out there. And if that doesn't sound the alarm, how in the hell could you be a parent in North Carolina if this goes through and allow your kid, even though it's the cool thing to do and the fun thing to do, to go to the, you know, a, a, and University of North Carolina is a great school. It really is. Um, wow. Could the students revolt? Could the students say we want it? But at the same point in time, it's the parents that need the parents who pay the tuition are the people who need to, need to do the revolting. I, I just, <sighs> if my kids went there, I would say, you know what, I, I'm not going to pay you. I, I, my student's not going to go there. And, and trust me, your dollars do talk. They absolutely talk. But you know, Vic, I, I would like to talk to a librarian because I, I can't confirm this and I can't certainly can't prove it. But I hear a lot of reports from people that uh, libraries have been instructed to burn old history books. That if, if people come across old encyclopedias, that they're burning them because they're literally trying to erase history. They want to burn old historical books. And that's why some of these books are so rare and so hard to find. Good luck finding an entire set of encyclopedia. Good luck. There's a second bill that's going on in North Carolina. I absolutely love it. I, I, good. And cheers for you, legislators in North Carolina. The second bill, HB 715, would eliminate the tenure. Now we're talking serious stuff. Would eliminate the tenure at the University of North Carolina and its affiliated campuses throughout the state and establish minimum class sizes and require colleges to report, quote, all non-instructional research performed by higher education personnel at the institution. Why not? Prove that you belong there on a daily basis. Let's see what's actually going on. So the 673 professors, of course, are in an outrage against both bills and say that it's an attack on their expertise, arguing that the American government courses constitute a little more than indoctrination. Learning about our history, facts, truth, is indoctrination. Yet there are Democrats in the state backing them. How many of these professors do you think are conservative? <laughs> that just goes, I mean, seriously, think about it. And that. there are some. I'm, I'm just, they, they may they may have to go along with the flow, but there's no way in hell. There's always just, going to be some. Look at Kinzinger. I mean, do you really call him a conservative? No. He backs no, all of these bills. It's, it's ridiculous. And, and what are we going to do when they re rewrite our history, when uh, we cease to exist, the, the truth cease to Well, there is, and exist. that's why Democrats need to be called out. And if there are people that support this, once again, you know who you, you know who they are. People will tell you and show you who they are over and over again. Don't try to change them. It is who it is. If it's for you, great. If it's not, get out of town. You can call it out, but get out of town. That's what people are trying to do. This country is now under attack and has been for some time. That's right. And I'm sorry. You can call it a uniparty. You can call it whatever you want. But- at least you can see where you have a state legislature, mostly conservatives in North Carolina, trying to implement American history, yet you have <laughs> Democrats going against it and liberal professors going against it. 
unfreaking believable. And it's not just in North Carolina. Guaranteed, this is just happening at the state level there. Uh, I would love to see it if it's not already in place at the University of Missouri. It's probably happening everywhere. It's just not being discussed. It's not become a big deal. I can guarantee you there are so many of these ridiculous liberal colleges who are just leaving these things out of their curriculum without even people causing a fuss over it. But it's, um, and who cares? And a comment line, Drew, it's not going back, Vic. Okay, great. Do you agree with it? Do you agree with it? And it may not, and, and that'll show us a lot about who you are as a person, seriously. And anybody that supports you and what you're about, if you want to take away and and let this stuff happen, all countries, it, it's it, not even just the United States. All countries teach their citizens as children about the founding of their country, about the treaties that they've signed. It, it's just part of history. But here, we it's want happening to in Russia. It's happening in China. You can guarantee that. It's happening in India. Man, it just bums me out because I see where we're headed. And we, we try to stay positive. Communism, is that what you see? Because oh that's what I my see. God, do we ever. And, and, that's, and that's what happens with communism. They, they literally rewrite history. So we do our best uh, to bring you the stories that we possibly can. Um, that one just really, 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 really got it going. Interesting. Glenn says, look at the Uniparty in the United States. Look at all the swamp Republicans applauding Tucker's, Tucker's exit. I didn't see that. Oh, yes. Um, um, Most of those people do not represent us. They do not care about us. They are not on our side. And they vote against us. But once again, I, who said that, Glenn? I, and we appreciate the live portion of this podcast where people can jump in because, I, I mean, I was in all kinds of research yesterday for the show, as we always are. I didn't hear who these, quote, swamp Republicans well, are. Kinzinger is hey, He's not a Republican. He, well, a he's but a he, plant. He cl- of course. He's but a he plant. is one of the people who spoke out. Yeah, but he's, he's Tucker. Yeah. Yeah, but you know he what? He doesn't count. He does count because I'll tell you what, his vote should be going he's, towards Republicans and it's not. And that's yeah, why he's in that seat. He's not going to be around long. I want to keep him in the He face. won't be back and we already know that. Uh, Lizzie, uh, our partner, says Fox look like giddy schoolgirls now that Tucker's gone. How can you prove that or what do you mean? I, I don't I don't understand, Lizzie. Um, anyway. Yeah, exactly, Glenn. Lindsey Graham couldn't wait for Tucker to be out of that seat. Yeah. Well, I guess that says a lot too. Um, okay. If Lindsey Graham said that he thought Tucker should have been gone. Okay. But he had a problem. Lindsey Graham had a serious problem with the J6 videos. He's a warmonger is what because, he is. Because he said that, you know, thousands of hours of video was edited down just to a couple pieces and it all wasn't a, a breakdown. That's what Lindsey had said. So yeah, I, I get Lindsey going after he's, he's heading Tucker right, Carlson. He's heading that right into communism. You know, Lindsey Graham, he wants to fight uh, Mexico. He wants to fight Russia. He wants to fight all of these different countries. He's ready to go in and fight China. I hope he is on the front line. He and all of his children are sent to the front lines if he wants war that bad. Let's start with him. <laughs> um but once again when it comes to and it's and it's not getting off topic but it shows you where we are even in the midst of having a uniparty you still have republicans and democrats and if you need to know anything about what's happening and sometimes they're the same people well but yes and no when it comes to the protection of women's 
of women and girls in the sports act that just went through Congress where it was voted, thankfully through the house that they were not allowing biological males to compete in female sports. All you need to know on the vote that just took place is this 219 Republicans said, yeah, we want the protection for women and girls in sports act. We want it. These girls need to be protected. All 219 Republicans voted for it. All 203 Democrats voted against it. They want transgender. They want men, biological men, to be able to compete with girls in sports. Of course they do. They have no respect so as for my, women. My That's point why. is, even if there's a uniparty, there's still a lot of deciding issues that show you where people stand. And that is, that, that's telling. It's another thing. Usually when it comes to children's issues, Republicans can get it together. Your issue is where? I said usually when it comes to children's no, issues. But issues outs- that affect children. No, but outside. <laughs> I'm sorry, I saw a comment. Oh. They said, Lindsey, Lindsey Graham, uh, he's all about getting the helmet on. <laughs> get him out Let's there with Let's send him one. And the front lines because we'll of the war, 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 war. Paul says they want to disenfranchise women. That's exactly all, what they want to do. On all levels when it comes to that. Democrats have no respect uh, for women. I can guarantee you uh, how, how many Democrats have complained about things that I say on the show. I know they do because they send me messages. Well, we you all know get what? That. We and all they're get all, messages. They're all liberals. They, they don't want to hear women talk. They don't want to hear what we have to say. And, and I will tell you what, Democrats are one of the most misogynistic misogynistic groups of people we have in this country. They want to act like it's us Republicans, but it's not. It is the liberals and it is the Democrats. Wow. Um, So we've got a lot of issues (laughs) that are going on. Um, Did you already say, now coming up on tomorrow's show, um, we have, and you won't want to miss it, um, Brittany Robbins, she's going to join us uh, in our nine o'clock hour for those live listeners and viewers. Um, to tell us why we're wrong. We're going to, and one of the things I told everyone to start in why Joe Biden should be president, why Joe Biden. And literally it's, and she's not alone. I I will already predict Uh, everything she says. It's all Trump's fault. How is that? That anytime I talk to a liberal in any type of debate, regardless of their intelligent levels, I, I will say, well, well, why are we in this situation? How did we? Oh, it's Trump's fault because he was in that seat for four years and he destroyed our country. And now we're just trying to recover from everything that he did wrong. <laughs> you know, that's the truth. No, and I'm not talking no. about Brittany. I, I, she's I more intelligent she's, than that. They're, they're, I talked to some very intelligent liberals who all say it's all trump's fault because oh biden he inherited what trump left over for us and, and i'm not saying that's what britney's going to say i'm not being disrespectful to her i can't wait to hear what she has to say and i hope she has some good answers for us because yeah. i would love to know the mind of the liberal exactly we want to listen to it and, and i told her we would treat her with, with respect absolutely so. i said the comment line probably i'm looking won't. forward to it i said the live comment line probably won't so and she's like great she's like bring it on and the fact remains that, you know, we're a national show. We, we broadcast live out of the St. Louis area, metro area. But St. Louis County, um, which is arguably the cog in the wheel from, you know, a, a population standpoint, St. You know, Charles County is getting larger as well. But it's mostly Democrat. And it voted Joe Biden. And that is like near us, which is crazy. 
Okay, first of all, I don't think anyone actually voted for Joe Biden. Okay, I, I would well, that's call a whole other that, that's a whole other subject. Uh, yeah, I would think that. But there, the reason there I tend who did. the reason I tend to believe St. Louis County did was because no Republican has been elected county executive. It's all been Democrats. We had cheating right here in St. Charles County. No question about it. But I'm just telling you, going back to the 90s, all Democrats. Democrats, Democrats, Democrats. But the Democrats in the 90s. So she represents. Are not the Democrats Exactly. But it's still gone to the Democratic Party, election after election after election. And she represents a great deal of people just in our area. No matter where you may be listening to this podcast, those situations exist around the country. Uh, Todd says, Eric coming soon? Yeah. I'm thinking, I <laughs> guess funny. not. That's fine. We uh, missed I, Eric yeah, today. Yeah, no, I get, no, you didn't. Don't say I, it because I, no, I love Eric. I'm going to, the next time, okay, the next time that you get upset, I'm going to remind you. Eric, I'm not, I, anyway, I don't like it when people interrupt and talk over me, but that includes so, anyone, not just Eric. Yeah, that's for all of us. None of us like to have that happen to us. Um, so, anyway, that will be tomorrow, nine o'clock. You will not want to miss that. Do you know where you want to go with your uh, take tomorrow? Our, our unofficial tab take. I don't. Okay, I like doing it, and they're, they're great. Then they're great segments where you can do the deep dives and let people know what's going on. Um, this is cancel this cancel this show.com. Special thanks again to uh, Complete Auto Body Repair. Complete Auto Body Repair. Curtis Barks and his team show sponsor. Grateful for their support. I'm told several people have gone uh, to their dealerships, uh, to their offices, to their facilities, had their cars taken care of. They love it. Service second to none. And of course, they've got six locations. They're looking for technicians. Um, climate controlled as the summer comes up as well. Air conditioned climate controlled places. I think he said they're having to pay $20,000 a month to get air conditioning at all their places so that they can attract technicians. It's what you have to do these days. <laughs> it is what uh, you have to do. I know. I talked to another mechanic who has a body shop tab and he's like, yep, it should be that way. And I was like, damn, he's a millennial. And I was like, okay, I guess time. But I, and I agree with that. I, I think I know you I, do. I don't think anyone should have to to suffer in the heat and have heat exhaustion because they're working out in some hot garage. No, no, I get it. And fans I, sometimes I, are. I'm not trying enough. to get it. I grew up tougher. I grew up different, and I'm trying to keep an open mind and listen to you guys. So Times anyway, change, and so does Eric. He's taking that. Also, is the season. Uh, check out our website, canceltheshow.com. Our partners, uh, Renewal by Anderson. I know when we had the guest on, people were blown away how much money they could save by getting new windows. What Renewal by Anderson could do. Nobody touches what they do. You can go check out their website and get a free estimate, free quote. What's wrong with that? If you need it, check it out. It would also help us out as well. And while you're there, check out all of our partners as well. Um, you can do it, Renewal by Anderson. Uh, we showed pictures on the show of certain houses and people that we know and what they're doing to take care of everything that they possibly can for you. And while you're checking out our partners, look at else who is um, sponsoring or being a part of the show and advertising with us. So, oh, look at that. Projo, stop showing off. Stop showing off, Projo. You weren't even, you didn't even know what canceltheshow.com was when we were showing those pictures. That's a before and after picture of Kevin Malutnik, who owns Strategic Air Services. And by the way, we're grateful The job they did there is beautiful. It's amazing. I love those dark windows and the dark window frames. Uh, it, it just changes the house so much. And the the change of the shape of the windows is beautiful. Yeah, Renewal by Anderson did it all there. And by the way, if you job. guys have guest story ideas, cancel culture education that we should know about, let us know. We'll continue to do those stories and bring you what we do at canceltheshow.com. And as always, please like, subscribe, and share the show. Uh, for Pro Joe, Lizzie Sparks, taking care of the chat line. Um, 
And by the way, Lizzie, since we're talking live tomorrow, we have Brittany, and we'll probably have her for about 30, 45 minutes tomorrow. So she'll be live in studio with I us. I can't wait. Um, Tabitha wants us to put the Joe Biden 2024 banner behind her. <laughs> She's talking. I mean, I, we could put the Trump banner behind us. Let's put, it's like a like boxing. You put your person behind you. <laughs> Tabitha Hassel, I'm Vic Faust. Uh, we appreciate you joining us for CancelTheShow.com today. Have an awesome day. We'll talk to you later. Uh, this was day 107, April 26th.